Hey everyone, welcome back to New Girl, Old Guy for episode 8, Bad in Bed. I am neither the new girl nor the old guy. My name is Allie Lasher and I am here with uh, the man of many nicknames and none that have, <laughs> none that stick that I give him, uh, the titular old guy, Akiva Winokur. Akiva, how are you? What's going on, Al? We made it! Who would have thought? We made it to episode 8. The Rob Sesternino declared episode that if a podcast makes it to eight episodes, it's going to stick. They said it couldn't be done, and by they, I mean me. Here we are. Um, Yeah, so now we get a full series renewal. We're we're in it for the long haul at this point. I feel like for people who don't, like, know my shtick from um, the Challenge podcast, definitely this shtick, part of my shtick, was not appreciated on Renap, but it was not reserved for Renap. It's me. Uh, I will not stop suggesting that we're going to quit at any moment just because mm-hmm. we've made it to episode eight. I want everyone to know that. Yeah, but but you also swear up and down that we're not going to quit. Yeah, no, no, I'm not going to quit. You, you might think, quit on me. Right, or we'll have a, like a major, maybe like a, yeah, we'll see. I'm not going to Maybe quit. like a what? Maybe like a what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Kiwa's going to say falling out, and here's the thing. I'll still show up. Okay. That's what's annoying about me. It'll I'm like a, a cockroach. Cast. It'll be a spike. I mean, it already kind of is. It's not a spike cast. <laughs> well, maybe not for you. All right. I, I have one more piece of business before we get to Kiwi's Digest. Um, I think, dare I say, we're ready for Reddit with episode eight. What does that mean, we're ready for Reddit? Well, we had talked about, you know, maybe someone posting this in like a new girl. I'm assuming there's a new girl subreddit. Uh, yes. And we were like, okay. let's get our my bats outstretched here. I'm pointing to uh, left field. Let's I think we're ready for Reddit. I'm calling my shot. I don't like the Yankees reference. Um, I do appreciate <laughs> is the it a Yankees reference? reference. Well, Babe Ruth is the uh, it's an apocryphal story that he points to left field. But yeah, well, that's um, uh, it's said with no knowledge. Uh, some people say Babe Ruth, not a fan of us. But uh, I don't. That's that's also not confirmed. I don't know. I that's none of my business. <laughs> Already, we're making it a Jewish podcast. We can't get away from religion here. Okay. This well, this is not a very. This is a very secular episode, actually. So we could we could get into that. It's not a very religious episode. Yeah, I think this is going to be interesting because I don't know that you can relate to a lot of. Not that I can relate to a lot of it, but like, mm-hmm. really, uh, uh, you know, I, I am curious before we get into this. Like, when you watch a show about dating. Mm-hmm. let's say yes like and you really have no not to be like you have no basis for that just like i mean i guess i watch a show about marriage my parents right. were married mm-hmm. um what's like what what it, how is your process of watching a show like an episode like this well um well first of all like we don't experience a lot of things like you'd watch iron man or whatever <laughs> and you have no like experience i know flying but the point- shooting people but you've asked me, like, who do you relate to? And, sure. that, and I was yes. like, I don't really care. It seems like you like to see yourself in the show. True. But, I mean, I, I have been in a relationship my whole life, basically, you know, with with my with my wife when we met when we were teenagers. So, like, it's not the same as dating, but it's, you know, there's still some similarities. It's not completely different. And, like, everyone I know, you know, everyone you know dates and, and falls in love or whatever and is in a relationship. So it's not, like, something you don't see, even though, may, uh, like... Obviously, I'm someone who hasn't been on, like, the dating scene in, in, you know, against in my entire life ever. It is funny because I'm, like, treating you like you're an alien. You're like, I live in the world. Like, I consume pop culture. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I was thinking of that while I was watching this episode. Again, 
not that I can relate to what's happening in this episode either, so maybe it doesn't really matter. Uh, we did get a question from Matt Stewart that says, uh, who's more uncomfortable talking about sex during the podcast, Akiva or Allie? I mean, we'll see. Yeah, t- that's, I guess, a good question for you to decide. It's funny because I do think we're a little bit like Zooey in that I don't say I don't think we have like PG sensibilities like the show tries to have. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, we're oh, also yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe we're more like uh, I don't know. Well, let, let's work through this and we'll see. I, I, I'd have to assume in terms of in terms of like um, raciness, I'm going to guess this episode is up there. If not one, then top two or three of the series. Yeah, I mean, no, I think that's right. I. To answer Matt's question, like, I'm not thrilled to talk about this. Not like I'm, like, a, a gas by. It's just, like, this isn't, like, you know, I talk about stuff in the challenge all the time. I'm not super excited to talk about, like, racism and cheating sure. on people's wives. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely, like, higher than that. But uh, we'll get through it. Mostly because, I don't know, it's like I don't want to talk to you or Brian about it. No, I, I think that's true. I think if this was, like, maybe we should have had, like, Kirsten McGinnis or somebody. Like a, like a, like a friend of yours who's more of a contemporary on this. So you'd be like, all right, I'm more comfortable. I would no, just, like, I'm, I feel fine. No, so do I. So do I. I mean, you'll call me old like eight times during this episode. And I don't think so. I think this is going to be a straightforward new girl podcast. No, I agree. Also, Um, (laughs) should we um, do the summary? Yes, I will do the uh, Kiwi's Digest right now. Um, So this episode starts. uh, uh, Zooey very aggressively brings Gunslinger back to the apartment. And uh, immediately everything is everything's flying off before they get inside, which is a very risky move for a four person apartment um, and, and maybe slightly out of character. But we can get into that. But then eventually they do not seal the deal uh, because Zooey is too nervous because she just got out of a six year relationship. OK, relatable. Uh, meanwhile, Nick's trying to cut his own hair. That storyline truly goes nowhere. Um, Schmidt in the real B story. We see him at work for the first time. He's in an all-female workplace, except for him. Pretty remarkable. Invites himself to his boss's baby shower, trying to get an invite to trying to get the invite to the baby shower to try and finagle that into the corner cubicle. He talks like he's a millionaire, but he's like changing cubicles. No office in sight. Um, so I don't know how fancy he could be. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, Zooey, we got a uh, uh, you know, Cece helps Zooey pick out some uh, clothes to help her seal the deal. That doesn't go well, and eventually the deal is sealed in an elevator to end the episode. I think we could walk away right here. I think that was yeah. perfect. There's actually a lot of like little things in there. There are a lot of – I wouldn't say it's the best episode yet, but it maybe is the most or second most times I laughed uh, during the during any episode. It's definitely a good one. Um, and I, I this notably – there were no goofs on IMDb, but it, it had it, – it was the only review I've ever noticed, and maybe I just hadn't noticed in other episodes. Mm-hmm. There was one review. I sent you the funniest part of it, but I did not send you the title of the review, which I think is all you need to know. A funny and very sexy episode about sex and taking a chance. Oh, wow. <laughs> what chance was taken in this? I feel like yeah. I, I'm not on the same page as the review. Truly no chance. No, I mean, uh, maybe like him giving himself a haircut and giving himself a haircut. Like there were very few chances taken. The only chance that was taken was Genslinger showing up again after being choked, and we'll get to that. But I, yeah. I feel like there's no world where Genslinger returns after uh, the sex scene, the the two sex scenes with Jess. Well, yeah, being choked, and even more so, like once he walks into the apartment, and it's like you know you're like ninety percent of the way there, 
and then like and and then just nothing happens. Like no guy is showing up again. I don't think. Maybe it's different. He's like such a nerd. Plus he's a coworker, so it's not like he could completely ghost and cut ties. But I agree. I, I think by strike two, he's he's out of there forever. And this is really strike three because never forget the performance of uh, Big Time featuring Give Me That Hat. So that already and the dead body at Thanksgiving. So again, it's like what, what is this? I know that Chester last week felt very strongly, and you felt strongly, and I felt strongly. I guess that like. Here, overhearing her talk with Nick about wanting to hook up with him is not a deal breaker, no. but it's not super normal. So you come back, then you see the dead body. That's to me firmly strike one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has many strikes against her. There are people. There's a stereotype like of a, a crazy woman. I'm, it works in, in every direction of any kind of relationship, but I do think there's like a like some people are attracted to someone who is high drama and. Maybe Zooey's not, but certainly in Gunslinger's eyes, all he's seen is is you know drama and and you know like sort of high high stake situations. So he might Akiva. be into that sort of thing. Yeah. If, don't don't put down people who are attracted to high drama. Or nobody would ever date me in my no. Life, I, so. I wasn't gonna say it. I wasn't gonna say it. Um, but uh, yeah, listen. Some people like a little bit of crazy. Keeps on edge with me because I'm I'm. Uh, I'm media mad at him right now, so I feel like it's. Oh, I this feel is like only media through. mad. I'm excited. <laughs> excited to find out. I'm not mad. really mad at you. I said that, but so I feel like it's coming through in the podcast. No, like, it's you not, not wanting through. to say we'd have a falling out. You not wanting to say no. people are drawn to me because I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm being. I'm being nice. No, no, no. I, 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 we're over it. It's, it's in the past. Well, that's not for you to say. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I meant just for the podcast. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, I want to start with Nick's haircut. You yes. acknowledge it's insane. Chester, I've been I've been begging Chester to write, give us new girl takes, and I'm so desperate for them that he WhatsApps them to me on my phone, and I retype them into my notes document. Wow. That's so he said. Uh, Nick's opposition to getting a haircut is a really dumb story. I don't disagree. But I think there are some nuggets for us to discuss. But let's get this storyline out of the way, if okay with you. If it's okay with you. Yeah, of course. All right. I think this was, first of all, highly relatable quarantine content. At yes. least it hits harder for me here than it does when I like would normally watch it outside of these circumstances. I am so desperate for a haircut that I have considered cutting my own hair in quarantine a thousand times. Not that you can really relate to this, Keeve, but maybe Oof. maybe your wife can relate to this. <laughs> yeah. Kids. Do you... Yeah, you don't have, I guess like, you know, I, my wife would just cut, my wife does just cut my hair. I don't have no hair. Um, the, uh, my wife, so my wife I've never my seen hair. you without a hat, so I don't really know what's, I'm, I, I'm going off of your word. I think you've seen me, you've probably seen me without a hat. I've only um, seen you two times. I like, I don't know, on the internet, I'm sure you've seen me without a hat. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at you on the internet. Actually, I was last week when I did the great tool prank that nobody cared about. Um, I think that... I, I, I think that, um, first of all, there's you don't have anyone in your life who could cut your hair. There's no one you trust with that. Oh, my God, relax. Actually, I have someone who could give me a great haircut probably, but I'd rather just get my hair cut. I, I, now it's just, it's it's laziness. Like, now I don't take the subway, so it would, it right. would, I'd have to walk like 45 minutes to get to where I cut my hair. Yeah, that's a lot of effort. And also nobody's seeing you, so it's like, whatever. I mean, relax. I have friends. Like, you're, again, not it's like no loved ones. seeing you. You have no, no, no one no, in your life that could cut your hair. Quarantine. No one's seeing you. I just, like, I, not nobody, but you're not, I'm like, going to. I'm safely out. I'm not about, but I am I out. I know you are, but I'm saying you're not going to work every day. Like, you're see, you're, if you're seeing 10 people instead of 1,000 during the day, it's it's different. Yeah. All right. I, but I'd like a haircut. It's a. You should do what I do and just start wearing baseball caps. Uh, Matt Stewart says, and this was a pretty nice ball dig for Akiva. What kind mm-hmm. of relationship do you have with your hairdresser, Allie? Oh, uh, 
I guess you have a very intimate relationship with your the person who cuts your hair. Yes. Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I do relate to Nick's what am I supposed to talk to talk about for an hour. I know that seems weird to say as someone who has multiple podcasts, but I do get anxiety, slight anxiety before I get a haircut that I'm going to have to like keep up a conversation with someone for an hour. Is that pathetic? Maybe. No, I, everyone has that, the barber anxiety. And it's a real thing. My, my childhood barber, my entire, my entire life was a guy named Tito, who's a great guy, but, uh, not so chatty. And also there was always like a loud TV on playing soccer. But I never really either like A could understand what he was saying and B wanted to talk. I uh I I for a brief period of time got my hair cut at a place that then became the uh the location for a Jersey reality show in the in the spirit of Jersey Storm. It was called Jersey Licious. Oh wow. Um and the person who cut my hair, you know, no a couple of people really worked there, but most didn't. But she was like a you know, a friend of for a while. And that was like really the highlight of my high school career wow so then then the price was probably doubled on the haircuts once that became a reality show i think it became like harder to get it i think i got grandfathered because i was mm-hmm. her original client like before the show mm-hmm. but um yeah i don't remember jersey Good story that did not that did not uh i don't really think you like anybody it. would really remember i mean let us know if you remember that show but it was the gat it was the gatsby salon i don't know what they're up to i haven't been there in a long time mm-hmm. uh all right fine that's been a uh, haircut corner for the week Anything else to say? I mean, uh, I did think it was kind of BS that they do a cutaway of Nick at a salon. There's no way Nick's going to a salon. Like, I didn't understand that at all. Nick's Nick's haircutting place is a barbershop. I did not understand that. Well, it was it first, like, because Schmidt said, what about my salon? But, said, you know, said it really fancy. So they just had to sort of show him trying to live like Schmidt before he essentially sides with oh, his own Oh, see, my take on that was that was his regular, like, that was his last haircut experience. Okay, I'll accept that. And then he goes to Winston's Black Barbershop, and he's, like, liking the camaraderie there. They, like, make fun of him a little bit, and uh, that's really about it. Uh, yeah, there's very little. That is a light. Uh, listen, I understand they got to service the the non-major characters each episode, but that is a light storyline. Even though the the end joke, which doesn't really have any effect on the other reps of the episode, where they're they're busting his ball, so he says, "Ah, you look, those look like Danny Glover, grand, you know, those look like Danny Glover's grandfather's pants." He says, and then they all like freeze for twenty seconds and then start laughing. That was funny, but I don't know if the whole storyline was worth that little payoff. I also thought the the other payoff from this is when uh, Winston and, and Nick are competing with Jess for like who's better at sex, and or they're all competing, and Winston says like a haircut's too intimate for Nick. Yeah. And that, I thought, was, like, a good tie-in. But, again, not worth the, whatever, 10 minutes they threw to this storyline. Yeah. It is funny how, like, the show bounces back and forth between being very goofy and then that's, like, a very emo moment. That's, like, not that exact thing, but that would be, like, like me and Chester. I'm like, all right, Allie, you have to say, like, who's funnier, me or Chester, you know? I feel like that would be put to me. Yeah, that, for that, sure. I'm saying that <laughs> is something that I would do. <laughs> Um, let's talk about the main storyline. You already pointed out the absurdity of Jess and Paul coming in, shedding their clothes with roommates. Matt Stewart said, why were they taking off their clothes before even getting in the room with three roommates? I think we can all agree. I mean, I was going to say like, color me inexperienced, but this seems insane. I think the three of us have decided that that's an insane move. Yeah. And, and like the roommates are still relatively strange. I mean, they're her friends, but like she's known for two months and they're three fellas. One of whom is very clearly attracted to her. It's a very unlikely story. Maybe she thought none of them were home. Or they well, were Nick's asleep. right there on the couch. They're yeah, not even looking around. I don't know around. if they know that. He's asleep. Maybe it's like late at night or they, she thought they were out. Like maybe she thought they had the place to themselves. 
How late do you think Jess and Gunslinger go out? Probably not. I mean, they were probably like re, you know, messing with the with the horns in the on in the tuba back at school or something. Oh, the horns. How did you like my tweet? I feel like that did not get enough love. What was the tweet? Which well, one? Ian Carmella, comedian and podcast host, uh, mm-hmm. said, um, I forget what he said, but it was like some, you know, the expression, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And so I he, I retweeted, like, based off his idea, Akiva is the bull and I'm the horns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mess was funny. Akiva, you get the horns. Yes, yes, that was but funny. But it didn't get a lot of, it didn't get a lot of play. Yeah. I'm like you, caring about who, who liked the How key. many likes? I don't count likes on tweets ever. Well, People? that's because you don't get a lot. No, I'm just oh. kidding. <laughs> cares all right jess is super awkward um Mm -hmm. she she uh i forget what i wanted to say about this but she she just like she fails to close yes with with we don't really know exactly what happens like what what goes on but like the clothes are still on and and she's just i think she just like panics and realizes like maybe i'm not ready for this you know i'm sure somewhere in the back of her mind she still has what's the ex-boyfriend's name spencer spencer like it's still, you know, on her mind. I don't think she's still in love with him, but I, I do think she, you know, she just gets cold feet here. See, yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with feelings for him. I think it's like she's been out of the game a long time. Yeah. A, for however long she's been broken up with from Spencer, and B, the six years she was just with Spencer. So now, right, you know, that, I imagine... That's her only boyfriend, basically, is what we what we learn. So... Right. That makes sense. Yeah, so, they, yeah, it's much more that. Where it's like, experience with one person, yeah, fine. Then it's like, but that's so she's, you know, essentially almost a rookie it's like i mean six years is so long it's like getting divorced and coming back on the market 100 percent, so, yeah i i love the what she says it's like starting a job with a weird interview yeah um, that's funny. what's what's not so great is she makes basically a sex plan which is like all right tomorrow not now that tonight was too much pressure when it was happening naturally we will make a plan pencil it in we'll have dinner and then you will come back to my place and we will do it yeah um at stewart also asked i don't have the exact question here oh what do you predict Justin Long's living situation is with them choosing to come back to Jess's place with three roommates rather than his place? I thought this was a great question. It's a great question. Now, he lives in L.A. It's not as dreary. You know, the, the, you, could, you could really run into the wrong sort of apartment with roommates in Manhattan somewhere in Brooklyn. You know, that, that's a nightmare situation that you don't maybe want to play a road game during. But Justin, like L.A. is not you could have a small room, but it won't be necessarily be as like tiny or gross as as New York. I don't know. Hopefully there's like a window and like some sort of, uh, ma- you know, match like not just a mattress, but a, uh, a bed frame. That's your I think ideally when you're walking into that situation, bare minimum, right, is like a bed frame and a mattress. Is that yeah, head, it's funny. I've headboard never too seen... much to ask for, maybe? I've never seen, you know, any guys I know with a mattress on the ground. I know that's like a big trope it of is like a trope, college yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. I have never once seen that. Maybe you don't you don't attract people who are just, you know, slobbing. No, like friends, any any I guys that what you're I know. Saying. Yeah, just Family in general. Members, I don't mean like, like I've never seen a guy with a mattress on yeah. the floor. Yeah, I just I, maybe... I have a female friend who had a mattress on the floor while we were in high school. Okay. But no male friend matches on the floor. Um, yeah, I, I, maybe it is a trope, but I, but there's definitely there's definitely uh, guys who've had it. I think I've seen it, but you know what? It was much more college. Like now, we're you're pushing thirty. I am uh, in my <laughs> early to mid thirties. You can round up. I'm uh, in ten days. I will be twenty nine and a half. Okay. Do you want a cake like my kids get for their half birthday? Yeah, ship it to me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bake it. Forget <laughs> ship it. No, I would much prefer your wife bake it. 
Um, I, I will let my six-year-old son uh, bake it. How about that? I, Better I, than the me. rankings of who uh, in the Winokur house I would want to bake me a cake are your wife, your six-year-old son, your or no, your wife Ella. My fourteen-year-old made tonight for dinner. She made um, these like dinner rolls that were stuffed with meat, and she and like onions and stuff, and that's what we all ate. We were eight people. She made dinner for eight people. Fourteen-year-old. It was really good. Yeah, that's. I know where I'm putting her. I'm putting her mm-hmm. second. Yeah. I think then probably Noam because he's got that creative genius Mm -hmm. at six years old. Then Adira, no offense, girl. She's too cool for cooking and and has too many friends to worry about stuff. So I'm nailing this ranking. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Then your three-year-old just based on his inability Mm -hmm. to use the stove and then you underneath it. A hundred percent. That is that is one to six. I think everyone would agree with that. I mean, like. I guess in theory I am better than the three-year-old, but there's not like I'm, there's probably something about cooking he knows that I don't know. I think if I'm putting the ingredients in front of him, he's putting them together. I feel like you'd be like, eh, I'm gonna watch the game. Like I feel I'm like on he Twitter. Might I'm like on my phone. Like falls into the flower <laughs> or something. That's usually what happens. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah. So. Jess goes to give the heads up to the roommates that she will be having sex. Again, an insane thing to do. Crazy, crazy. And Jess is a very inconsistent character. We've talked about this. But, like, sometimes, again, she's very G-rated. And sometimes, like we saw in the, in the you know, Pass That Hat episode, she, she, <laughs> she has no filter. Pass That Hat. Right? That's, that's, that's the group scenario. I think it's give me that hat. Give me that hat. Sorry. My, pass that hat. Pass so, the hat. So um, <laughs> we pass the hat around. I think the... Yeah, so she is a little inconsistent. I do think that that's just like I mean, people are inconsistent. That makes sense, but yeah, this is like, hey guys, I'm you know I, I forget what her exact words, but she's like, you know, tonight it's gonna happen, uh, and they're like, cool. I don't know. She just uses a bunch of euphemisms, and they're not gross. That I'm sure deep down it kills Nick, but we're not really focusing on Nick's perspective in this. Episode I think at you're all. overstating how much Nick cares about this. Okay, like to me, I'm not getting that Nick. Well, no, he's not. In this episode, he's not. He's not. Maybe we'll retcon it when he gets interested in her again. But, like, assuming he does. But, yeah, no. That, I don't think he's disinterested. I think he's just sort of like, I didn't want to live with her. Mm-hmm. She's a lot of drama. I care about her as a friend at this point, And that's annoying to me. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I'm, I don't want to be a part of this. Fair. So, but, yeah, they are pretty cool with it. They're, like, they're, you know, they're cool. They're not like, ooh, and they're not like, why are you telling me this? TMI. They're actually pretty good friends. Like, all right, that's, you know, good for you. Um, but then she asked them for tips, right? Yeah, well, I she watches Schmidt's porn, five and a half hours of porn, which yeah. is an insane thing to do. Way too many. Um, and that's when the guys start giving her advice because she's absolutely traumatized by what was. But on, I also think uh, she's uh, never Schmitt's seen computer. it before today, probably. Well, I think that's that's the bit, but it's also like Schmidt's probably got some really gnarly stuff. Yeah, and it's also like it was uh, it was like files on his computer. She found first of all an ama- a major violation, like. I do like Schmidt is incredibly calm about it. I guess he's not really he's uptight about, you know, things be, touching his food or whatever. But I guess I don't know. I would be very mad if someone was, just fil- you know, going through my computer, even if they were just like looking at regular pictures or something. Yeah. And there's nothing confusing. there. It, I think the, the setup is that she opens his computer and it's on. Yeah. Which <laughs> also a weird move because it's in the living room. It's not like she goes into his bed. Right. That's happened to bedroom. some of my friends in the uh, reading room of the law school library. Yeah, you always hear these stories about, like, a Bluetooth or something, like, you know, plays the wrong thing. I was there. This is a live story. This is not, like, a friend of a friend. I was there. That's And this is also not, like, asking for a friend. Like, it was my friend and I was there. Oh, yeah. 
It was his laptop. And then, like, what did he do? He just, like, he m- assume it's a guy? No, it was a guy. Yeah, obviously. I'm saying, did he, like, just move to Montana? Like, all right, going to make a new life for myself. <laughs> this was good. I had a good run. Cannot be seen um, again. <laughs> yeah, they do sort of yada yada that. But she's sort of like, Schmidt, can I use your computer? Maybe it is because, ri- you know, Schmidt's the rich one <laughs> in the in the loft. And it seems like they only have one computer. Yeah, one laptop. It's 2011. Maybe not everybody has a laptop. I don't know. There's no and there's no like tablets really or anything, and they're smart. They, I don't even know what the smartphone situation is. We don't really see them on their phones too much. We haven't at least for, through the first eight episodes. Yeah, the the advice process though of the guys, it's it's sort of hard to explain. I think the scene was fabulous, but it doesn't really lend itself to recapping because they're all right. sort of talking over each other and that the way they like bounce off each other and the lines really work together is so funny. Like I really like the scene, but. Not much to say. I think one of my favorite parts was when Schmidt says Nick is meat and potatoes and Winston Schmidt are sushi. <laughs> and yeah, it's that like, was, what does that, that even funny. mean? A, but I love that. It is an excellent and unusual scene. I don't I, like I've criticized the show before about being very tropey for some of the first few episodes. This was not at all. This was not an episode I've seen from any other sitcom. I, it, I'm not saying it's like breaking incredible new ground. But first of all, just the idea of like a woman asking guys advice for this is not the trope. Like you'd think like, oh, why isn't she going to CC? You know, like an international model or whatever who's her, like, girlfriend. So I do think this was sort of refreshing. This scene is probably one of the better scenes. I like that Winston – and, you know, and now they've been calling back a lot to the fact that Winston and Nick are friends. Like, Winston is the narc that he's like uh, – that they have the first time uh, Nick, when he lost his virginity, he's like, oh, Winston, is it okay? I didn't get my pants off in time or something like that, which is such a narc move. That's exactly like – if I, you know, if I ever said something to you, like obviously you would you would screenshot that and you know put it on Twitter, uh, <laughs> like he is the he's the alley. He's like, oh, I'm going to narc on you to embarrass you, but in a funny way. I do think uh, there's an inconsistency. For, I'm going to flag here when we later find out how Nick actually loses his virginity. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was 16. I think he was a little older. Okay. Well, maybe it uh, didn't actually happen this time because his pants were still on. <laughs> um. But yeah, I know I really like the scene. I like the I I think it's a great point you're making that we don't usually see this on sitcoms because the guys are also being very sincere. Yes, like yeah, it's they're a very funny, emo but scene, yeah. In their own way, it's since it's like this is how like this is Schmidt being sincere and trying to help, saying guys want to be enchanted. <laughs> like, I like um Zooey saying she only has four moves and then one of them she is like a seal. She like moves her <laughs> arms like a seal. <laughs> and but they still have the PG sensibilities where she's like um, it's like, you know, she'll like start a sentence but not finish it of like giving examples of things she she's, you know, wonders if people are into or something like that. Like there's I mean, again, and they're still dealing with the structure of, net, of uh, network TV. And maybe this is more of a TV 14 episode, but it is funny how like in some ways they're like, all right, we could, you know, we could be a little edgy. But in other ways, we're we're, you know, charm and soft. Yeah, it definitely works to their advantage that that Zoe is very uncomfortable mm-hmm. and Schmidt's a freaking weirdo and this would be how he talks. You right. know, like nobody sort of like takes this like hardcore slash adult approach. They're all sort of like wiling out. Um, but you said she doesn't go to CC. She does go to CC, but very strangely, and I agree, it's very weird that she doesn't have more time with CC here. They go lingerie shopping and just sort of reveals that not only is it that she's been out of the game for a long time, like we were speculating. But she's really insecure because her relationship ended from Spencer cheating. So yes. it's sort of like I wasn't good enough to keep my boyfriend around, which it's sad. It's like, a, it's like a little pocket of like, wow, Jess is kind of annoying this episode, but like now you have some sympathy for her. No, absolutely. You, you, I mean, we, we saw it happen, but 
Bless you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, we, we saw <laughs> no it problem. happen, but um, yeah, like it's still clearly on her mind. I do think her confidence is still a little shot in the relationship department. Uh, so she's trying to feel better about herself. I love here that she asked to try it on. I, you know, this is not relatable to me, but it is funny. She has to try on like uh, it's not even a dress. Like I don't even know how to explain it. I'm not a dress to. is the first thing you would. Just, no, it's, it's like, netting with a like, starfish yeah, on it's the like crotch. Ropes. I think they said it's like uh, I, I forget what what uh, gunslinger calls it, but yeah, it is it is netting. It is like the least sexy thing of all time. Uh, and she is of course going to wear it because a it's network TV and b. She, again, has sort of PG sensibilities. She wears it over, like, a normal underwear and bra. So, yeah, uh, Matt Stewart asked about that. Like, I, I'm i undecided on if this was supposed to be worn without no. anything no, underneath. For sure. Of course it is. It's no, but there are some things that are, like, overlay. But not certainly this. wasn't supposed to be over what she was wearing. Yes. No, which is, like, but... normal, like, workday underwear. Yeah. Actually, I'll go to the I will go to the section of the review that I sent to you because the person describes this bra and it's the funniest thing in the world. Oh, this leads to just dressing in stockings. I don't recall the stockings and then wearing a red strapped multicolor blue and purple mixed like colored bra that was so sexy. <laughs> and this would turn out not to do the trick as no sex. Um, but yeah, it, it's very funny. Also, the starfish is not where I imagine it would go. It's more like on her belly button. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, unclear why Cece lets her buy this. I feel like it's Cece's face says that this is not good. Uh, Akiva, Chester recently told me that in the modern Orthodox community, all cleavage seems like an accident. Oh, yeah. Jess <laughs> said uh, that she learned everything she knows about sex from the Clinton impeachment trial. That was very funny. That's at more your age range. Do you remember being scandalized by the Clinton impeachment trial? Uh, you know what? I was not interested in the news, <sighs> even that sort of news when I was a kid. So I, I didn't follow it. To me, it was like the the literally the Jets were winning the division the only time that I've ever seen it happen. Uh, and they took the game off the air to like show Clinton being impeached. So I was like anti the whole impeachment thing because it was really <laughs> messing with the with the NFL. I did not follow a young it at all. feminist. Yeah, I, I didn't care at all. I it, it, it you know, I didn't follow it. I wasn't. It was funny because I read the newspaper every single day of my childhood, but just sports and entertainment. I stopped at the news. So I truly read the newspaper, the New York Post every single day from like 1992 until 2002, probably every single day. But 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 did not turn to like the first six pages, you know. Why'd you fall off in 2002? No, I mean, I just, I moved out of my house. I'm just saying, like, the Post in particular. <laughs> no, I used to, I, when, I, when I worked, I would get the Post. It was a quarter. I would always get the Post at a newsstand and read it on the train. Like, in the pre-smartphone era, that was, like a, that was a thing you did before you could play on your phone on the train. It was very boring on the train. You're, you're too young to probably remember not having a smartphone, but it, it was boring. No, I remember. I recall. Were you in high school when you had a phone that had internet? Um... No, I didn't get – I got a BlackBerry. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm trying to think. I had, um, I had like, the flat one. No, I think I had a BlackBerry. It might have been the first one. And I got it as I was going to college. And the only reason I was allowed to get it was because they put out a purple one. And I was able to sweet talk my dad into being like, it's like Northwestern colors. And he was like, oh, Is that your color, purple? Well, Northwestern is purple. Oh, uh, okay. And that's before and you so even went like, there. He was so, it was like, I was committed to going, it was like in the interim between senior year and college, and he was like, very into Northwestern, and so like, we came home with it, and my mom was like, okay, like, what, not, that was not the plan, Bill. Um, but yeah, no, I got, a, I also conned my mom into giving me a cell phone in middle school, my brother didn't get one till high school, but I 
somehow convinced my mom that I needed it because I was so involved in extracurricular activities that I would need to communicate to her when I needed to Il be picked Capitano, up. baby. Got to call a lot of parents and make sure that their kids are, uh, you know, coming to, coming to practice and stuff. Well, in middle school, no. But the, the joke of this is that my mom worked at the middle school that I went to. So oh, yeah. if I needed to communicate with her, I could drop by her classroom. That's true. It was an ultimate con. Um, yes, I did not have a cell phone until after high school because I am old. Nobody in my in my high school did. The, the kid who was like very into drugs had a beeper, but that was about it. Uh, by the way, the <laughs> my li- brother didn't. Yeah. Go ahead. The line was tapping like a maple tree. That's what she says to uh, that's what Jess says to the guys, what she's going to do to the gunslinger the first time. Okay, we're off the cell phone conversation. I mean, we could suddenly. keep going. Um, it's fascinating. Uh, no, I'm just complaining that my brother didn't do the work because he didn't really care. He never asked for a phone. So my parents got him one like at the last possible minute. And then I had to like do all of the work myself. The older sibling's supposed to pave the way. I, I have a feeling Adira does more of that work in your house. I don't. Um, well, I, it is funny because, first of all, I didn't like I it's I'm the older sibling, but I have siblings who grew up in a totally different era because they're 18 years younger. So sometimes I think like, wow, they have all these things I didn't have. It's not fair. But then some of them were just truly not available. And some of them are, it's like, oh, our parents have more money now because they were so young when I was a kid. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's yes. crazy that you have siblings 19 years younger than you. Like, that's 18. insane. 18. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. So let's not, let's not go wild. But um, yeah, we live in the same house for three weeks. Um, uh, yeah, the, I'm trying to think what else from that scene I, I really liked. Um, yeah, I, I just it's like also just in general, I think guys aren't super into that. I do think that's like a trope. They're like, oh, he's going to like that. But it's like best case into scenario, what? like the, the stuff she's buying at the store. I feel like oh, I don't know oh, anybody oh. who's into that. It's like, well, oh, that's that, I mean, money. what she buys is completely insane. It's totally insane. He's and he's like weirded out by it. And it makes her, ultimately makes him think that she's like a freak. Like he doesn't realize she just bought it. He thought that's like, you know, in the back of her dresser or something. Yeah, I think I look, I think the appeal of lingerie is that like the woman feels excited that she has it and she feels confident that she bought it and Mm -hmm. is wearing it. I don't think it's necessarily like, yeah, the guy's really into this like leopard print, like flowy, whatever crap you put on. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it has no value. But I I think it's not the value you think it has. Mm -hmm. I hear what you're saying. Um, All right. Yeah, uh, we, you know we haven't. What else are we getting into? Because we haven't gotten to the Schmidt's workplace much at all. No, either. no, we still have to go through. We have to go through all this, buddy. Okay, I'm sure. sorry. This is so, an on-topic episode. Paul, yeah, well, I did a lot of preparation yeah, today. That's good. that's good. I want to know from your perspective, who do you think seems the best in bed between Nick oh, Winston and Schmidt? If okay. you had to ask, if you had to ask advice to one of them. Well, since you're asking that, I and I'll answer the question, but it's also like, I wonder if it's ever possible to tell with guys. Because <laughs> I wonder if it's possible. Like, I wonder if. Why is that so funny? Wait, why is it possible to tell with women? Why? Like, what? What is the distinction? You're but making? I've never. But I've that. But I've like spent time in my life thinking about that, where I've never really spent any time thinking about like. About okay, I keep going. Keep going. Um, <laughs> I I do wonder, like, what? Like, you don't even speak from personal experience, but like, what? What do you think is? Is there a way to tell and and like what do you think the batting percentages of if you were like to guess between three men to actually know who is? Because I don't know. I I, I feel no, like I don't think you could tell with anyone. Yeah, I don't think, I think you tell the at answers all. all three of them seem pretty challenged. I don't think. Yeah, I, I wouldn't guess they... if if I would if I would say like their value over uh like their um yeah like uh, their their uh vorb their value over replacement boyfriend. 
I don't think any of them <laughs> really. I don't think any of them have a positive orb. Maybe Schmidt. I mean, Schmidt is good at landing women, but that doesn't mean anything. Like, this woman's leaving in the middle of the night. Like, if she comes back, like, oh, then I'd say, like, okay, fine. You know, he's got Susan Sarandon's uh, daughter coming back to the house. I think that's who that is, right? Has any guy I ever... Um, wait, who do you think is Susan Sarandon? No, Susan Sarandon's daughter is one of the... Is either, oh, you mean the actor. I thought you actress. meant the Susan Eva Sarandon Amory. was playing someone. And, no, no, no. Okay, no, no. She's not in this episode. <laughs> I was like, you didn't wait. notice it. <laughs> Ava Amory, I think, is the girl who, who does the, the incredibly embarrassing but very funny walk of shame while wearing a giant pacifier around her neck. Uh, Has any guy I have ever talked to you about had high Vorb? I love Vorb. Vorb is our new thing. So, but but Vorb really Vorb is everything. This is this is specifically no. About I mean every, Oh no, I mean everything. Because I, I I could you know it's not really. I mean everything. I wouldn't ask you about that. I'm yes. talking about everything. Okay. Um. Any uh, from all the guys that you. I mean, I'm pretty. I'm a high grader for you. Um. But oh, that's a, that's actually nice. I'm a high grader for you. Um, but I, I, no, nobody has, nobody's even, <laughs> everyone is below replacement level. That sucks. Everyone is below. Yeah. I'm trying to think, I mean, I don't know enough about like the, about like the really old ones, like, you know, high school, college type people to have to it's really have a valid better, opinion. It's not really better there. <laughs> but no, everyone, everyone who's been a, who's been an interest even, I'd say you'd be better off. Vorb is basically, if you went to a bar on a random night, could you do better than this? That's what Vorb is, right? Oh, yeah. No, I've never had high Vorb. <laughs> right. So then, maybe, no, maybe, you've never... Maybe once in a distant memory. But like a 0.2. You're, get, you're getting a guy who's like a starter, but like they're always trying to replace him. You know what I mean? He's like the worst hitter in the lineup, and the Mets are like, our budget's a My little... roster is the Jets. The current Jets. The 2020 <laughs> the current Jets. Jets. <laughs> There's never even been one close game. <laughs> We haven't had a lead all season. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we, I'm going to go cry. Vorb okay, is no. very good. Vorb is very... I, I do like that we've invented Did Vorb. you just make that up now? I, 100%, yeah. We I have mean, a value hit, over baby. stuff, but yeah, that's pretty good. I no, think that's Vorb good. is... That's that's the new hotness. I Vorb agree. is it. I agree. And also, we stayed away from like... But I mean, to answer your first question, um, who's the best of the three... Who would you seek advice from? That's really yeah. That's question, a better right? question. Can, who Schmidt would you seek? I like, mean, I did ask that in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Schmidt has uh, definitely not Nick. Nick is obviously last place in any in any one of these things. Um, Schmidt has more experience. I mean, I, I assume on Winston's best day, he like was a really maybe like the best basketball player at his college, and probably you know had his his choice of any lady he wanted. Um, you know, Schmidt can is clearly bringing home you know uh, women with some frequency. <laughs> um, so if you're like looking to sort of like respect a woman, I'd say Winston. If you're like more of a, if you're if you're you know sort of a general knowledge, then probably Schmidt. I think it'll be actually. Can you add that to the boyfriend tracker spreadsheet? I think we should also track between the, who you would seek dating advice from. Okay. Of the five. Okay. In order. Oh, you know what we haven't done? Let's do this now. Actually, I sure. have I have a uh, a famous metric to judge people, and it's IRL. Um, that Rob, uh, my my co-host on a different podcast that we don't name, is um, I already named it. Oh, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> is um, Rob likes it, which is uh, who would you trust to babysit your kids? Right, the babysitter scale. Sure. So let's we should rank the core. But that four. is different than the dating advice. I understand. Scale. Oh, of course, much different. So I, but I, I, you know, we never brought it up, but I do think we could do it now. Maybe we'll do it in season seven, and maybe it changes, and maybe someone has a baby. I'm not sure. Um, of these four, who would you let babysit? But I think the answer is just so obviously Zooey that it's almost it's it's almost like who's last place. 
It's tough because yes, it's Zooey, but like Zooey is like crazy. So yeah, Zooey's qualified to like teach a class. Uh huh. But Zooey like might accidentally let your kid run away. Right. So you I know, think like you want her to babysit an eight year old, not a two year old. Do you know what I mean? Like the eight year old, they'll do cool. No, the eight year old's the one who can run away, not a two year old. Yeah, they're not really, but a two year old could get hurt. Do you know what I mean? An eight year old's probably not gonna run away. Unless they're I like think... taking them out all day. I don't think that they're like who's running away? Is that like a big fear when you babysit? It's going to run I, away? That's like a dog. I think... All right. I say Zooey for her credentials. Then I say Schmidt. No, I think anal. Schmidt's last. I think it's Winston Nick Schmidt. No, Schmidt... When Schmidt sets his mind to something, Schmidt yeah. can do it. So you mean he wants to be the best babysitter, you're saying? I think I put Schmidt as just responsible. I think Nick has to be last. And I think Winston's second to last. Mm-hmm. I think... Or maybe Cece. So I would say... I would say Zooey, for me, and your list can and should be different. You actually have kids. My list would be Zooey, Schmidt, uh, Winston, Cece, Nick. So that, by the way, that's a little bit of a tell on Cece because we I don't know enough about her yet to really judge what her baby is. I'm going purely off of who she is right now. Okay, fine. So I don't, I, so like, uh, to me, it's not enough information. So I agree. She should be near the end. But I'm interested to see if that changes. I do like that scale in general. And by the way. Not a bad way, you know, if you're if you're looking to vorb for a new guy. Like, would I forget about having children with this with this person? Would I let him watch, you know, my nephew or my my best friend's kid? You know, that sort of thing. That's not a bad scale. Yeah, not one guy I've talked about to you. You'd let watch your your kid. That's I feel like that's a lower. Oh, bar. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Well, you said none of them have or vo- oh have yeah, vorb. but I'm not looking for a babysitter from your well, boyfriend. Well, you just wait, wait, wait. You just said it's a good scale. No, but I'm saying I wasn't a babysitter was just one scale. I was I was thinking more of like as a partner or whatever. I would say every guy that I've dated Mm -hmm. could watch your kid. Oh, sure. Yeah, I listen. But they still have low vorb. I would agree. Yeah, you can be good with kids or at least mildly responsible. Not even good with kids, but just like you'll keep the kid alive. Yeah, safe. Yeah, I I think the (laughs) it's hard to be maybe a good babysitter. But I think, yeah, ultimately the goal is just like to not let anybody die. Right. Like to not let anybody get hurt. I'm not even going to put it to you. I was a phenomenal babysitter. Yeah, well, I think we've even discussed this already. I'm not even going to put that to you as like, do you think? Because it's no, everyone knows. Me. I think it's a known thing. <laughs> everyone knows. You have, you have good babysitter energy. <laughs> GBE. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you had to say that. Okay. So Paul enters. He's, they call each other Goose. It's sort of nauseating. You yes. find out it stands for me, Goose to Jess. Are you a big pet name guy? No. You know what? I will tell a funny pet name story on the podcast in two weeks. What a tease. People are people Why are just two gonna... weeks. Do you know what's going to be involved in two weeks in the episode? Yeah, because Puya is going to be here. And it, and it's... no, Puya is going to be. Oh, yeah. Two weeks. Two yeah, weeks. it's mildly. It, it, the neg- name is not Puya, but it'll make sense when I tell the story in two weeks. I just thought about okay, it. Are you going to remember to tell it? I will remember to tell it. Yes. All right. I um. do you think I'm a big pet name guy? And by the way, I am, but then it's it's always made fun of, and so then I stop. By your wife and my kids, like everyone. Yeah. What do you go? What's your go-to? We're gonna have to wait two weeks to find out. Oh, okay. Um, right. But the but no, Puya, I don't really. If you're have out any. there, please remember I, to ask. I will remember. I'll remember. Um, I think I just call my wife Mare. So I don't. Well, that's not a pet name. No, I know. I'm saying I don't really have one. Plus, like. It's different. We have like gro- we have like half grown people around the house. You know what I mean? It's not like it's just. Well, my parents called each other Hun, just Hun. I'll do that sometimes, but again, like I've got I've got like a chorus of people making fun of me when I go with names. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, honey, I- pass the di- pass the pass the apples, honey. One I of my favorite stories, and this is probably going to be 
a, a downer, but when my dad got sick, my mom started calling him all these pet names that she never would call him before. So she would call him Sweetheart all the time. Uh-huh. And he was like, stop calling me Sweetheart. Because yeah. it was like so out of character. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think I'm... A big pet name. My, I, I'm, I'm wrong a lot, and then you get mad at me. I, you're not gonna no, get I'm mad not about mad. this. I'm I know not you mad. won't, you won't care about this, guess. But like, I feel like you're no nonsense. I, you're probably not. Maybe like a funny nickname more than like a mushy one. That's my guess. See, that's actually. I feel like you nailed it. I'm a big pet name person with everybody in my life, and I call them my my big go tos are Puff, like Puffin. Mm-hmm. I called everyone that in college and and law school and beyond. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do like goose to me before I found out it was me goose to Jess is something I would call someone. I like little bug. Like I just wow. call people. I, I my pet names are very just like strange, small little. But animals. they go. <laughs> but they could work on multiple people. You're saying. I mean, well, I'm not going to just because the boyfriend has changed doesn't mean I'm going to oh. change. <laughs> no, you're using. You got to pick a new name for a new guy. Everyone is. Everyone's puff. That's not like right. a specific right. pet name. Imagine, like, hey, imagine, puff, how are you? imagine if like some guy from college or grad school, or whatever, finds out that he it was the second of four little bugs. That's going to be a confidence <laughs> killer. He thought he was the little bug. <laughs> um, but you know, I'll, I, it was very funny. My last boyfriend was very would like try to reciprocate it, and he wasn't as good at it. But mm-hmm. it was very funny. But it's it's not like consistent. It'll just like whatever comes out. I think ultimately, sometimes to my friends too. I don't know. But if Puff you... people know they're not the original Puffin because my best guy friends from college will hit me up and be like, "Hey, Puff, how are you?" Mm-hmm. So there would be the, the jig would be up. Yes, I do think. Uh, in general, with these names, when there's more people around. I, I think it gets harder to, to pass them off. You try and do it you, smoothly, but I, I have a whole I've got a whole defense here of everyone trying to anything I try and do here. People are. I feel like a lot of it, though, helps that it's like text. Like you never dated in like a texting era. True, true. So you wouldn't like hit up your wife while you were dating and be like, hey, little you up. No, <laughs> not, not you up. But like the names, I feel like happen more naturally when you're like. Right. I mean, we did someone. text. So I'm not like from the 1400s. But yes. But but, <laughs> but I, you were 14. I feel like I didn't have the confidence to be like. Hey, little bug. When I was fourteen, right? Puff, yes, right, we, right. We only texted for right for when we were, you know, the the one year, year plus we dated. Do you want to know where Puffin comes from? Where, where does it come from originally? Yeah, that's what uh, I think Holly from the Girls Next Door used to call Hugh Hefner, and uh, my very good friend from college, uh, from high school, who's now a mom, um, used to use it. And I loved it. And just like we started using Were it. Were you a and big I just Girls Next Door fan? No, but she was. Imagine like, if she, you had like she, a Girls Next Door podcast, like the College Alley High School. I mean, I watched Girls Next Door like I when it was on it. at night. Mm-hmm. It, like it was whatever, but she What's pulled it from e? there. I think so. Yeah. It was never a Hugh Hefner guy. He had very Trumpy energy. <laughs> if you were a Hugh Hefner guy, I, was I feel not. like it would be yeah. like a big but reveal. I'm saying he, has very, he had very Trumpy energy to me. I mean, he never killed anyone. <laughs> Let's yeah. let's get to let's move on. Um, okay, let's get to the actual sex scene here. Mm-hmm. Which do you think was the best or most effective of Jess's three role playing characters? We have the news, the old timey newscaster, mm-hmm. the nasally Jewish woman. Yeah. That's the only explanation I had. The the Fran Drescher mm-hmm. or the lumberjacky. Yeah, lumberjacky was funny. The old, the first one is annoying. I'm sure they had a lot of fun, like uh, you know, rehearsing this and filming it and stuff. Uh, it's just, you know, Zoe is such a talented actress. They're just letting her, you know, uh, run wild. Uh, I don't. I think all three of them are, like, sort of a turnoff, but maybe the third one was the best. That's I'm the one that says, like, I'm not getting any... like a log! <laughs> that's the one that says I'm not getting any younger, right? 
No, that's the nasally Jewish. Oh, the na- no the surprise one, that you that. selected the Jewish woman. Um, <laughs> the lumberjack was the last one. Yeah. Yeah. What do I know about lumberjacks? So basically, Paul gets choked and he leaves. Honestly, just the whole scene, I felt so bad for Paul. This was like, he was trying to be a good sport and keep up with this. Uh, it was complete nonsense. And This uh, is when Jess is... I don't blame is, him for leaving. Do you know Amelia Bedelia? Oh, yeah, I know Amelia okay, Bedelia. So this making is like, an ATF reference? No. So this is like Jess being <laughs> Amelia Bedelia, right? She hears something and she does it like in the most literally, literal way possible. Like, obviously, this is not how and when she's supposed to do that. But, but then she like chokes him in the middle of, you know, and it's like... All right, this, Jess is like not that not this stupid, but when she needs to be, they turn her into Amelia Bedelia. Um, so yeah, we already talked about how Paul comes back, and there's just no world we think that he actually comes back from this. I love how Paul's like, I'm intimidated by you. I don't really do this, but like, here are my allergies, and I'm happy to participate. <laughs> like, I just loved, I just loved Paul here, as you said in your great Kiwi's Digest. They do it in the elevator, which for people who are intimidated by sex does not really track. If you have any form of anxiety, like th- it gives me nightmares just to think about. They're pulling the the emergency lever. Yeah, which first of all, I, that's, that's my biggest nightmare is to be stuck yeah. in an elevator. I'd rather yeah. 15 people see that than be stuck in. I mean, I I had a we had an old elevator in my in the building I lived in um, with my first building I lived in with my wife. And it it's like, it you know, sometimes it would be like, oh, we're just going to like drop six stories now. It was like very intimidating. So I'm scared of uh, of rickety elevators and, and there's a long time i mean who's like i'm really into rickety elevators no. but there was a long time where i wouldn't take an elevator by myself for like a number of years because wow. i was afraid of getting stuck and now i just had to get over that um yeah so yeah that that to me is a little bit out of character and also like how long could it have been that they were just waiting for the elevator without <laughs> what floor do they live on that they didn't just walk downstairs 4d baby all right yeah so i feel like and it's down walking down from four is nothing i feel like they would have just walked at a certain point um i i know this is the point of this episode yeah. but i just think that they're so adorable mm-hmm. and like paul like paul in this moment like he is just the perfect post Spencer guy to come into Jess's life. Like after being cheated on the and least likely person like to crap. do that. Right. Like the least he's just person so nice. And basically like none of her efforts to screw it up can land with mm-hmm. him, which I feel like she really needs at that point. Um, so I just, this is a little bit of a Paul appreciation moment. Yeah. By the way, he him, is yeah. a straight up little puffin. Yeah. He's sure. a puffin. He's a puff. I think him taking off his shirt also in the elevator. That's a little bit of a wild move. Like, all right, <laughs> how much time do we have here? Let's, <laughs> It's a wild move. That's crazy. That's like, like at a certain point, like it, it, it just gets more time where you have to like act natural afterwards. It's full circle from when it made no sense for them to take their clothes off. Yes, a hundred percent. Yes, completely inappropriate. Um, All right, let's talk about speaking of completely inappropriate. The whole storyline about Schmidt's job. Mm-hmm. Chester's got a lot of problems, which I think you raised um, pretty well in your. Uh, Kiwi's Corner, uh, what are they calling it? Summer Kiev, Kiwi's Digest. Mm-hmm. Um, also, <laughs> Chester sent me this list on WhatsApp on Friday night. I responded about 30 minutes later, and he wrote, it's incredible how much the world changed between now and when I sent you that. And I was like, oh, no, what have I missed? And he's like, um, Trump has COVID. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. Uh, so thanks to NGOG for giving me my news. Okay, so Chester says, not and and for anyone who doesn't know, Alex Chester is Schmidt, uh, Schmidt's co-host. Whoops, Kiwi's co-host mm-hmm. on Thirty Two Fans, the prolific sports podcast. Um, not to sound out of touch and elitist, but Schmidt is presented as some wealthy high flyer with a fancy job. Dot dot dot. And we discover he's in a cubicle, and his dream is the corner cubicle. 
This isn't an open floor plan situation. This is traditional cubicles in the middle of the room and offices around the periphery for the more senior folks. Schmidt's location would not indicate a six-figure job. I mean, I'm sure he makes a good living, but why does everyone act like he's a millionaire? He could have rich parents also. I, I, I understand. It is, a, it is an interesting question. I sort of alluded to it also. Chester also pointed out that you sounded extremely out of touch last week by suggesting that $40,000 was not a lot of money. I didn't suggest that. I didn't really suggest You that. suggested we it, We got into a whole fight. I think you were on that. Were you, were you on that uh, uh, thread, or was that me and him privately? Uh, we were, I believe I was on it. You were on it, right? Where we were going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. I don't he, think it was a whole fight. It wasn't a whole fight, but he was like. If that was a fight, then we've he, brawled, my he friend. Always said, he always said that we, that I'm like out of touch and, and you know, whatever, because I grew up in like a, a, a community that's known to be snobby. And it's not true. He, he is much snobbier than me, Chester. That's the truth. Um, All right. Well, yeah, I mean, you raised this with uh, Schmidt's job. Yeah, but I, I said the same thing. I listen, but I don't know. I haven't been in an office in so long. Who knows? Maybe there's billionaires in cubicles. I have no idea. I think it's, I honestly think it's like, it's all relative. So like, whatever he makes at this job is much more than Zooey or Winston or Nick make. So like, he has a lot of money by comparison. But if he had so much money, he wouldn't be living in the loft with four true, people. True, true. He wouldn't have three roommates. But I don't know. In LA, it's different. I hear podcasts of like people who have like, multiple shows on that you've watched who have roommates and sometimes it's just like if you're not in a relationship you sort of want some companionship at home so it could be like your gay best friend or it could you know what i mean it could be well like, it's also there's instability if you're talking about like actors in hollywood absolutely absolutely I, I think the point is right, you might be like making an executive yeah you might be making an obscene amount of money now but your your income next year could be zero sure but yeah, and I don't know how much we've learned about Schmidt, but Schmidt definitely has insecurities and, and like loves Nick so much and would want to live with him regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so we, we I've seen this show a million times. I had to look up. I thought the annoying coworker's name was Brenda. It's Beth, played by Eva Marie Martino, who is a classic Who from Who Weekly, which is a podcast I love. They talk about. So I had no idea this was Eva Marie Martino. But I said that's Susan Sarandon's daughter. That's not who he takes home. He takes him a blonde woman. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. There's three different coworkers, right? There's the boss. There's the the yeah, evil yeah, yeah, coworker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. The boss, the evil coworker, right. and uh, I wonder if uh, Eva Marie Martino. She was just a... random. We don't know who she is, right? Right. But what were you gonna say? You wonder if she's also what? Very good at ping pong. <laughs> That's Susan Sarandon's shtick, right? She's obsessed with ping pong. Um... <laughs> she owns like a ping pong club in Manhattan. I love that you know this. Do you, you don't know that? I guess. I of guess. course, I don't know that. Well, what is Who Weekly teaching you if you don't know all the they dirt? They talk on about Susan who Sarandon. Susan Sarandon's a them. Oh, okay. A who is someone who's like Eva Marie Martino, where you'd be like who, and Susan Sarandon's like, oh, that's them. Yeah, Susan Sarandon. Oh, like, so yeah, you, they mostly talk about like B list or upper. They exclusively talk about who's like not even B list like. Oh, okay. Who's? Uh, so I guess the the woman doing the incredible walk of shame with the pacifier is. Cheryl played by Katie Walder, just based on the. Uh, oh, thank God we know that. Yes, just, just based. On, well, speaking of who's, uh, you know, based <laughs> on who else is in the uh, the credits. Uh, yeah. Um, so then her right. boss is also a name, right? The boss, the pregnant boss. I assume that's going to become a character because she is, uh, by, you know, relatively famous. That's Michaela Watkins, formerly of SNL, right? Yeah, no, definitely a rec- more recognizable than the other two people we just talked about. Um, Are we going to see Michaela Watkins again? I, you could tell me. I don't think there's a big spoiler. Yeah, yeah, you will see oh, her. And I do think there's another little goof here because she's pregnant. And I don't know if they said anything about what number kid this is for her. Mm-hmm. 
Seemed like a pretty big shindig for a second kid. But oh, yeah. What am I, I to say? No, trust me. We have, uh, like, if I have another kid, like, you won't even know till I have it. And not because, like, it's a secret, just because, like, after the well, second Well, you have kid, 100 kids, though. That's what I'm saying. It's not well. like, it's not, it's not, you know, you don't love them any less than the other kids, but there's less, the buildup is, is very muted. Okay, well, what, do, what does Schmidt say the kid's name is? Bartholomew or something? I don't remember, yeah. Okay, because later, in later seasons, she has a kid named Elvin, who's great. You will love Elvin. Mm-hmm. And Elvin, to me, is too old to be have been born I mean, but she didn't have the episode. kid yet, right? So maybe maybe Bartholomew is just what she thinks the name's going to be, and then she No, 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 a- I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm trying to think when Elvin makes his first appearance, and I think he's too old to have been born in season one. But I'm not okay. sure, but like, we'll, we'll track it. All right, yeah, very important. Oh, yeah, no, wait. Elvin appears on season one, so there's just no way that Elvin that's, shows so up in the next episode. Episode three, he, wait, so, he's in three episodes, so I'm spoiling it. But season one, he's first seen in the next episode. But maybe she changed the this. name. Maybe that's not the, the name she owns. Not a baby. Picks. He's like 10 years old. Oh, so that's a different kid. So what I'm saying is, did you get the vibe that she already has a eight-year-old, eight, an eight to ten-year-old? From this episode? Maybe. And also maybe it's like a different dude or something. Like, may, you know, maybe she thought she couldn't have kids after the first one. She always wanted two. So I hear what you're saying, but... It, Actually, it, she might be pregnant. I'm already blowing it. Maybe she's pregnant. I'm just not remembering. But Elvin is... I'm very excited to see him next week. Okay. All right. He's an exciting Happy to see Elvin. Um, <laughs> this baby shower seems nice as far as baby showers go, but still... I'm focusing on catching goofs when there are none on IMDb, and Perfect. I should stop doing you're that. the goof catcher. That's your new nickname. <laughs> I'm the goof. Yeah. The um, What's your opinion on baby showers in general? Um, I just actually went to a baby shower for a Jewish woman, which was, you know, why not you normal. To, why I do you have to specify her religion? Because, no, I'm saying it's not normal because Jews don't have baby showers. Sometimes. Well, first of all, it depends on their observance level, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. But I have, I have maybe been to a baby shower. No, I don't think I've ever been to a baby shower. But I don't know a lot of people with kids. You, you like a this bad is luck my, type of thing you're saying. What, did I edit it? I think I edited it out when I was saying my friend was in labor. Oh, okay. Um, but it was her baby but shower. She's still so basically in labor my nephew. one week later. That's crazy. No, the baby is, is uh, I'm like two Obviously weeks old. Obviously, the baby, she's not still in labor. That would be crazy. Um, the... Uh, what's it called? All right, so baby showers. I've never been to one. I have no interest in being to one. It, why is Schmidt the only male who works there? That is interesting. Oh, but okay. But I think we need to break down. This is not a baby shower. And Chester, like, flew off the handle of, like, what the hell kind of baby shower is this at night around a pool with everyone getting drunk? This is not a party that has ever existed in the history of the world. And that's generally true. And I think that's the point. Like, Schmidt was not invited to this. Only women typically are invited to baby showers. I think that's become looser since 2011 when this aired. Mm -hmm. But he invited himself, so that's why he's the only man. And then, uh, yeah, usually the shower is sort of like a Sunday afternoon because the mom can't drink. So it's like a Sunday afternoon mimosas and, like, you know, cake for the baby, whatever, and (laughs) gifts. So it's not like a ruckus party. And I think that is the point that we get Gina saying, like, Oh, I'm so sick of people treating me differently because I'm pregnant. And Schmidt starts this wild frat party. And that's sort of the point. Granted that, you know, I take the point that the setup to this of being an evening party by a pool would never happen in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looked too. It's so fancy. This must I guess Schmidt must have a really good job if his boss is doing this well. You know, um, you know what I loved about about a couple things? First of all, the here's two elective C-sections made me laugh. That was very funny. <laughs> 
And I, I'm also a big, not elective, but I am a big C-section fan. I don't know if you know my, my take Why on Why are you a big C-section fan? Because one of my kids was a C-section, and it took 25 minutes. And I was able, like, all right, it's okay. Let's go to the room. And there's two football games on. We had no, she had no roommate yet. So there was the CBS game on and the Fox game on. We are able to watch TV. Um, and with, with the, you're gonna get canceled. Keith. No, I've said this to my I've said this to my wife for years. That was the first. Well, yeah, kid. that's to your wife. Most people don't get canceled. Like would wouldn't get canceled if they just said it to their wife. No, listen, it makes sense. So that was 25 minutes, <laughs> and then the but not elective, and then the second. But it's a lot of recovery for your wife, is what I'm saying. It's not better for your. Sounds wife. like it's a her problem. And then uh, I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I was joking. a C-section. Um. Yeah, you have C-section. Because my brother ruined it. Yeah. Well, you can't. Yeah. So and then the second one was a labor and it was uh, 25 hours. So it was very boring. Wow. First kid C-section, mm-hmm. second kid labor. Yes. And third and fourth. Uncommon. Uncommon, but they do it. You nowadays. pop a stitch. Yes. Yeah. I think <laughs> okay. they call it a, a V-back if we're if we're uh, going to be doctors here. But the. Well, let's not be doctors. So Nobody the, would want us to be doctors. So, uh, yeah. But so it was it was bad. And then and then one of them was like I was on the computer talking to people not knowing. That like she was about to have a kid, and then the kid just came out, and I was like, "What?" I was like texting someone. I didn't even know. Like, why is there a baby in this room? So very different. <laughs> um, but yeah, the C-section was the best one because like you know it's going to happen. It's very tense for a few minutes in there, but it's you know pretty standard surgery. That feels that seems to mirror what little I know about your kids. Ella, easy plan, twenty-five minutes. Adira, a twenty-five-hour challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the third one, I don't, we don't even we're not supposed to talk about how that happened. And then the fourth one, um, the fourth one was was well. The now one he said. for the rest of your life uh, gets back at you by being a Yankee fan. That's what you get. Oh, that's, that's your true. Karma. That's true. And then the fourth one, uh, the fourth one, I was I was I was I think I was talking to Rob, and then it just like came out. Okay, um, well. The um, yeah, but anyway, so the C section. I'm I'm always a big fan of that. I, but I like the here's two left the C section. So you've only had one. You have had zero, to be clear. I've had none. Yeah, I've never had any babies. Um, <laughs> uh, I love when Schmidt says I was in two frats in college also. That made me laugh. Like uh, I got to tell Chester. I mean, we know. Do we know? I know that Schmidt was not cool in college. So that was obviously a lie. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was sort of the point. But Chester says people who are in fraternities don't call them frats. Um, got to tell you, buddy, not true. <laughs> I don't what know is it? What Chester went to like YU for two years and then went to Penn, which is I don't I do not think of a huge frat school, right? It's they do have school. frats, but it's again, not like a frat school. People who are in frats call them frats. I don't know what yeah, he's, he's talking idiot. about. I do, imagine if you made a list of a thousand people, where would like Chester in terms of frat knowledge? No offense, Alex. It would be very low. So I don't know what he's talking about. Well, he only had four comments, and that was one of his burning comments. I I actually was in a frat because my sorority was founded before the term sorority was like invented or used. So my sorority is technically a fraternity. Yeah, if we're if we're looking for There's frat information. I want like someone who went to a Big Ten school. I do not want somebody who went to. Well, I barely qualify, but I know Northwestern's to... not real in the Big Ten. But you know, like we're talking Penn State, Purdue, one of those. Like not, you know, uh, Champaign, not, uh, not YU, not Yeshiva University, and University of Penn for two years. Please, Jessica. I'm laughing because. Uh... Now I'm just laughing, remembering my I put uh, the sorority I was in fraternity on my resume, like right after college when I saw it under my resume. And my dad was like, no one gives a shit about the history of your sorority. They won't know what you're talking about and put sorority. And I think that was great advice. Is there a network That's where it. like someone sees like, hey, you know, we were in the same sorority, so it would help you in life or no? Um, yeah, I mean, I think generally like a lot of people have judgments fairly about Greek life. So mm-hmm. like especially now. 
So I think the issue is like you don't want to be judged mm-hmm. as someone who is in Greek life, but it can help you. Like I was like the philanthropy chair of my sorority, so I put that because I like ran all the fundraising events. Mm. So my you know, college that's had, a good had thing to no done. frats and and no women to have sororities. It but, was a frat, yeah. But I do. Um, but there's no like you can't. There's no like secret handshake. There's no like Van Buren boys. You flex. No, there is. Eight. Oh, there, there is. is, but nobody who would do that. It's so lame. I mean, the the funny thing is, is I once had a job interview where somebody asked me what the reputation of my sorority was. Mm-hmm. She was like trying to gossip and I was so put off by it. it almost like set the wrong tone for who I was. Like she was trying to like right. gab with me and I was like, oh, I don't like this. I'm right. in a suit here. Like I'm Who's not the trying ones to like, who, uh, talk uh, landed shit. the hottest fellas uh, through the <laughs> best parties. Um, <gasps> We're sluts. Like what am I going to say to this HR woman? <laughs> That's funny. Um, um, but you did go to the same sorority as Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Do you think that would be a good in if you ever like ran into her at like a bar or something? I have met Julia Louis-Dreyfus. But it was, was but it was in a planned environment. It was in a it, like she came to your sorority, right? No, no, no. She came to Northwestern, and I went and and but saw her speak, a, and then took a picture alum. with her. I'm saying if you like saw her in the street in Manhattan, not really, because she like dropped like it's it's sort of like a dark history. Like we claim her, but she never really initiated or something like oh, that. Okay. So like the, her pictures in the house, but like like everyone's pictures in the house, mm-hmm. but she like. I don't think she really claims it. Can you get your picture taken down from the house if you get like canceled or something? <laughs> Probably. Okay. Or if someone gets uh, mad. Missy and I, sorority sisters. How do you like that? Two oh, different schools. Different schools. Missy went to Lehigh. Adds up though. I listen. I listen when people talk. I know. I know everything. I, just, right. I just don't know what their uh, faces look like. Um, let's move on yeah. to just. I think that's done. I mean, yeah, Schmidt does a lot of crazy stuff that inexplicably works for him. Mm-hmm. Um, what'll continue? I mean. Schmidt's work con- uh, competition with Beth. You think we see her? Yeah, she seems think, like. How does this turn out? I would for Schmidt? love to see. We don't even find out if he gets the the uh, the corner cubicle, do we? Correct. No. Um. So maybe we'll find out that next episode. I can't wait. Um. No. I I like <laughs> to see Schmidt. I want to see stuff outside the apartment. I do want to see Jess teaching. I want to see Schmidt. Uh, it, at the workplace. I think the idea of an evil coworker makes for some good. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't, I can't think of an evil coworker I've ever had. Um, but I do like the idea of it for for this for this show. Uh, and the fact that he's in an all women, all female workplace other than him is is funny, and maybe they could mine some gold there. So I'm curious to see what's going on. What's going on there? Maybe he becomes the boss when his when his boss goes on maternity leave. I don't know. I mean, the old. Um the evil coworker thing, I feel like Schmidt invites. Like Schmidt is also the evil coworker. Like to me, that's oh, yeah, like sure. Schmidt's energy. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's evil versus evil. That is that I, I'm not disagreeing. Um. But okay. So and then Paul and Jess. How much more do you think we see of them? I th- they end their relationship obviously in a good place. I forget what we put it at. I think we put it at three. Is this his second or third episode? And second. This is his what. Uh, uh, He's we meet be him on Thanksgiving. He wasn't in. No, you said he was going to be in three. Yes, and this is two out of He's, three. This is two out. This is two out of X. We don't know. Now I'm thinking more. Bless you. I think I'm allergic to. I don't know. Um, I I think that. Well, here's the thing, Allie. There's no. Missy just texted me on cue with your sneeze. He's Jewish, talking about some guy she just matched with on a dating app. Is he magician? But it was very jarring to hear you sneeze, and mm. then he's Jewish pop across my screen. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. Do people know okay, Missy? Have we introduced her into the universe here? I think. Um, probably not. Missy is a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. My the funniest person I know. Mm-hmm. That's not true. I know a lot of funny people, mm-hmm. but she's very funny. Yeah. And she's a wild I card. told uh, Akiva had a podcast on Renap mm-hmm. that was like a bachelor type, like a, a dating game, mm-hmm. like setup. 
And she responded to a tweet about it to me. And I was like, Akiva, if you put this woman on your podcast, you will certainly not regret it. He did. She did not. He did not regret it. Not regret And it. so she's, she's, she's become sort of a household renap name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully one day I will friend jump you to missing. Um, the, Good luck. Yeah, no, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Maybe you can help give advice for this Jewish guy. Yes, that I would like to. I, more, I'm more interested in the Jewish guy than the magician she tweeted about recently. Or you uh, about. Well, no, I had to have a full. I She basically was talking to this guy whose job was magician and was saying <laughs> creepy things to her oh, about boy. coming to see his balcony. Oh, no. And I had to call her and say, I need visible, visual proof that you have unmatched this man. Yes, <laughs> I yeah, like, had funny. to have a full interfrenchion. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Um, what else? What else do we have from this episode? <laughs> I think that's it about what will continue. But we have some questions because we created, you know, Akiva and I went back and forth on what would be the best way to get questions um, to us. And we Akiva came up with the idea of doing a Google form. So that form is on pinned to my Twitter profile at Lash Tweets. And you can submit questions there for any episode. So it'll say your name. Then what episode is this about? You're free to put general if it's just a general question. But, you you know, some people have started to put questions, you know, three, four, five episodes ahead. So we'll go there as our sort of question repository. Thank you to the people who have already found it. Um, so we have some questions. A couple general ones. Actually, the first person to fill out the form made me realize I had to put name because this person filled it out and I was like, shoot, I didn't put name. So sorry, this is an anonymous question. Who would you cast if you had to recast the core five? Ooh, that's a good question. I like that. I almost wish I had a uh, prep for that question because that's good. Um, do you have any names since you've seen this before? So it's funny. I have names. And I'm just honestly, I'm, I thought this was a better question for you because I'm like so loyal. I think Zooey's perfect. I don't think you touch yeah, Zooey. I, mean, I, I don't even know who else could this play show's over. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, I don't even, like, I have no answers. Nick, to me, is the absolute perfect Nick. Schmidt, Max Greenfield, perfect Schmidt. Winston, what's so great is, like, Winston wasn't cast as Winston, but, like, it was a different character. But I don't, like, I think Lamorne is such a good Winston. Coach, I don't think um, Damon Waynes Jr. could be Winston. Winston couldn't be Coach. Cece, we don't know enough yet to really answer that. Who's, like, a very quirky actress in Hollywood? Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. I mean, you could make a totally different show with, like, I'm trying to think. You could go Natasha Leon, who was in an episode five weeks ago, but that show was on HBO, you know? I actually think that Amanda Bynes, I read somewhere in my research for this, was, like, thought of to play this character, Mm -hmm. which I think at the time she could have done. And who who knows? Like, would the show have ended because Amanda Bynes went off the rails during it, or would that have kept Amanda Bynes in the straight and narrow? I was a big Bynes fan. So I think she maybe would have been a decent person, but you know that would have been a lot of uh, a lot of ways that could have gone. Oh, okay, I'm going to give you a couple names, okay? Did you Google quirky actresses like I did? Um, I googled the words quirky actresses. Yeah. So are you on IMDb's list of quirky actresses? No, I have my own. But no. Okay. okay here's okay. Here's a couple. Ellen Page. That's okay. That's interesting. Different. A little colder. I don't think she's as she. I think she needs to be a little warm. Uh, Greta Gerwig, although now she's too big. She's like a director. Interesting. I think like I think they probably have an interview. I was I thought this name before I saw it on any of these lists. 
They probably have an interview with Maggie Gyllenhaal, but uh, that would ruin the show and it would be over after one year. Nobody likes Mal- Maggie Gyllenhaal. What do you mean they have an interview with like her? Like they, they talk oh, like to they her hear, people. They, they yeah, re- they, do they, a she reading. has like a, you know, she's too bit famous to like read for the role. Maybe, you know what? Who else maybe? Alison Hannigan. Alison Hannigan's not bad, but I'm going to tell you who's the winner of this, I think. Okay. Aubrey Plaza. It's Zoe Deschanel. Aubrey Plaza. Other than Zoe. I think it's Aubrey Plaza. Again, to me, too cold. And she's I don't mean cold. cold in a bad no, way. No, I mean like, she's acting. Dark. We don't know what she's like in real life, but yes, she is dark. No, we do because the April was written for her. Like that to me, and I've watched a lot of the interviews with her. Like that to me, I'm not saying she's April, mm-hmm. but it is very. She's very April in or, or more she's April in, in her real life than any other Parks and Rec character. She's in. Um, I don't know if if our if our buddies uh, Han and Will are New Girl fans, but. Yes, you do, because you know that Hannah's coming on the podcast. I know, but I don't know. Maybe weeks. she's doing it because we asked. I don't know if she's doing it because it's no, her favorite no, no. show. Um, I don't but, think it's so her favorite can, show, but... We know Hannah's coming on in a few weeks, so we could talk about that, uh, that uh, there, if, if she thinks Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza could have pulled this off. I mean, obviously, Aubrey Plaza is a very Pl- talented actress. She has very much darker en- energy, I agree, but she's also in like a relationship that people are rooting for in Parks and Rec. Yeah, but not because... She's like, so I don't think, I mean, yeah, the show would have been different, but I think she would have been this like darker person. I think she's not, she's more kebab than cupcake. Yes. Yeah. She is more kebab. I I think the show has a very light energy that she wouldn't have. Um, Other suggestions I see Charlene Yee. That's interesting. That's not bad. Uh, Kristen Stewart. That's crazy. I mean, anyone else, any other characters? Okay. So other, yeah, other characters. Schmidt is such a Schmidt, it's hard. Um, I, I do think the Schmidt role is, like, Adam Pally definitely could have pulled off Schmidt very well. Oh, my well. God. I love Adam Pally. So, Pally That's could the new, have pulled that off that re- He replaces Ruff. R- Ruffalo got canceled. I forget why, by me. Yeah, we canceled I Ruffalo. He did a few weird so, things. So, Adam Pally, I think, is, is stepping in mm-hmm. strong. Yes, he's your new, he's your new um, celebrity crush. More my style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I approve. Your mom would approve. That's good. How's his verb? Adam Pally has a very high vorb. Vorb, but not but not as an actor. What if he's not an actor? What if he's just like a guy? Well, actor is probably a negative, ultimately. I mean, how, well, how no, long do those But he's a celebrity, last? so who cares? Well, I'll a, say this let's about, say he's a struggling actor. Can I say this about, about the pal man? <laughs> has a civilian wife, I believe. Daniela? Lieben. Yeah, like he has a civilian, like Jewish girl wife. Like he would. You well, know. because he's not that famous. Like he's very I'll famous, but not really. He's he's like five percent too famous to have a civilian wife. Like a, I don't know. I love rare. when a celebrity has. A I civilian know, but wife. it's rare. Listen, wife. Matt Damon has one, but like it's yeah, re- but uh, it's relatively not rare. not his wife, just Matt Damon. You don't like Matt Damon? You Jimmy I don't Kimmel? dislike Matt Damon, but I feel like it's kind of like weird that he has a civilian wife. Like, Why is that weird? I've, because he's like made the do, rounds. Do you he? think, How yeah, but do you think that Matt Damon is looking at Ben Affleck and being like, "Man, I should have married a celebrity. Look at that life." I, I guess I should I go it. back. They've been they've been married fifteen long years. time, and she so had children when he married her. Like he's a stepdad. Okay, I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. Yeah, no, I like Matt Damon. I think he, I've never. I'm just a, a big. You know, it. you know, I got a soft spot for Ben Affleck. I'm a Damon guy. But you know, I got a no, soft no, spot for sure. No, I like everyone roots for Ben Affleck. Everyone wants him to get his act together for sure. But um, but I I was always Damon over Affleck. Oh my God, she's from Livingston, New Jersey, which is like 15 minutes away from where I grew up. Oh no, up. I'm like, saying this could have been so you. Attainable. You blew your shot. You, this could it was have totally been me. attainable. You you blew she's it. She's blonde though. I feel like he likes blonde. My my, it could be a thing. He could be a thing. Oh my God, they got married by Rabbi Stanley Askoff, mm-hmm. officiated at 
Pier 60 at Chelsea Piers in New York. I think Adam, <gasps> I think Adam Pally went to like Salmon Schechter or something. Oh, did he really? I Wait, think so. I'm, I'm I'm on their full wedding he announcement in 2008. Oh my god, their pictures. Maybe I'm so mixing terrible. up with Billy Eichner who did. Their, I don't know. their picture is honestly so terrible. She is okay. This is incredible. Fine, I'm recasting Billy Eichner. My mom just texted me, "You okay?" No, I'm not, mom. No, I'm not because I'm so upset. <laughs> he was 26 in 2008. That was definitely too old. Yeah, for you me. missed I the was, age. You need the new. I Adam was Pally. 17. Can someone tell us who the new Adam Pally is, and then we'll find that person for Allie? He's nine years older than me, so like. But can I tell you something? I, if he were now, if he were single now, it would be fine. That's what but I'm when saying. I was Could we break up his marriage, maybe for you, or is that no? He's too old at this point for you. No, no, no. I'm, I'm rooting for them. We don't want to break okay, up. They're just like normal people. I, I do have a deal breaker. He, I gotta though. say, can I give you the deal breaker? Now I don't. And he's got a tattoo, a Hebrew tattoo. No, I don't care against. about that. I really don't care about that. I'm. I, listen, you don't have to take your husband's name. Take your husband's name. Who cares? But Ali Pally is really Pally. bad. <laughs> Allison Pally. Yeah, Allison Pally is that. Wait, right. can I tell you that yeah. he was listed because he was, this was before anything. Mm-hmm. It was an actor in television commercials and also at UCB in New York where he also coaches other actors. Mm-hmm. He was like, and wow, they stayed together even though he was famous. I love this. I mean, let's not count the chickens before they're hatched. Let's, you know, let's, let's pencil back in, at, you know, in a few years. But yeah. This hurts me. Can I tell you? No, if they were going to break up, it would have been during the Please, listeners, let us know this week. More important than anything else, who the new, who the the 30-something Adam Pally is. Because Pally's what, 40? Pally's older he's, than me, right? Uh, he's nine years older than me. Oh, okay, so he's, so he's older than me. Yeah. He's pushing 40. Pushing 40. Who the 30-year-old Pally is, and then we're going to try and we're going to try and make that happen. Can I say something, mm-hmm. Keith? Yes, please. I think we have an official violation Flash theory. Yeah, I know. I know. I would never say that. <laughs> I can't say that. No, no, no. She's very beautiful, but like, He's better it, I'm sorry. Yeah. We have a violation we, of Lash Theory. Expi- but you have to explain Lash Theory now. I'll explain Lash Theory, but Lash Theory is not. This is a triumph. This isn't like bad for this woman. The whole point also, is that Lash Theory. I don't think it's a good look for me to say. I don't, I don't like analyze like guys' wives' looks. That's what, that's your job. Yes, you do. Okay. <laughs> not, I really do not. I never, you were already thinking it. I you never, like, oh, I, wow. I, I knew that from like years ago, but, uh, and I mentioned he had a civilian wife. No, I never comment on people's attractiveness <laughs> level. Okay. Other she's than like people beautiful. on TV. She's extremely beautiful. Mm-hmm. It, that doesn't mean she's yeah, not explain beautiful. Explain Lash Theory because people don't know what we're talking about now. Lash Theory is like, I'm walking around New York City a couple years ago, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Every person you see in New York City, it started locally. If a couple is holding hands, like a couple who's visibly a couple, and this only applies to straight relationships, I would like to get on the scene to see if it applies to uh, other couples. It only applies to heterosexual couples at the moment, but we don't have enough boots on the ground to be doing the research. But if a couple is visibly a a couple... And the man is always equal, and that's generous. It's usually less attractive than the woman he's with. And, and this is an American I, man and American woman only. It does well, not work that, for Then fun. you're spoiling the part, Sorry. which is, but thank you, which is if you see a violation of this, listen closely. Follow them a little bit because this is what I did. Yes, uh, yes. They will We're always be speaking another follow- language. If, if you see a hot guy and a less hot woman, follow them in Manhattan. Follow them and find out they will almost always be tourists who are visiting, who are on vacation. So I took that to the Midwest. It's less prevalent in the Midwest, I'll say that. But 
I, I am just seeing friend after friend, not close, I'm not, none of my friends, they're all marrying attractive guys, but like person after person from high school posting engagement for, to a guy. Hideous trolls. I don't understand. Like these gorgeous women are with these hideous trolls. They must be rich or maybe or, or no, they don't know. It's just it's a whole we don't we can't even get into the psychological yeah. like the psychology of why women settle for low vorb guys mm-hmm. um, as we establish. I have as well. Do. Well, for some. Mm-hmm. But this, it, you know, people have submitted things to me like, is this a violation? This violation? I think Adam Paley is date is more attractive than his also very attractive wife. And that makes him even more attractive i love this couple if they break up love is dead this is the couple i'm rooting for number one in my life so you'd rather like uh, me something bad happen than adam patley it's not something bad happening i don't want them to get divorced okay fair enough i don't want you and mary to get divorced. don't put it like that mm-hmm. i'm just saying i'm very much rooting no for i agree i agree i'm with you all right so that's lash theory and that's my new love interest okay but we do want to find the 30 year old pally for ally uh, so you think you think Pally would be Nick? Uh, yeah, he could be Nick. I mean, he was Nick on <laughs> uh, no. right. Or, but I think Pally could play Schmidt also. That's my point. Pally could be Nick. Oh or Schmidt. no, Pally can't. You don't know Schmidt well enough. Okay, well then I'm gonna have to see. Pally could play Nick. I mean, no Schmidt. Part of Schmidt's thing is that he's in incredible shape. No offense to Adam Pally, but he would have to be in incredible shape. And I'll give a uh, Carl Tart uh, Winston. I think Carl Tart would. I don't know if you know him. He's like a good podcaster. All right, let's move on, though, because mm-hmm. I really like the cast. As it is, Dan yeah. Sinensky says, if you separated the core five from one another, who would last the longest without bringing some sort of disaster on themselves? Who would last the shortest? I mean, I think the clear longest answer is Cece because she has been lasting eight episodes without anyone. Yes, she's fine. I think Cece's the answer there. I think the only I think all of them could do fine. Yeah, 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 I think so. I mean, who's like who? Who's the me of the group? Like someone who's just incapable of living on their own. There isn't really one. So I think and this actually reminds bit. me of one of the Vorb guys that you know. We're like Nick is someone who can't really do a lot of stuff, but would be more than happy to live alone and exist by himself. Yeah, I think I would be like that too in a different life, also. Yeah, his standard of life would not be good. He'd probably be ordering out every meal or he makes Sounds this amazing. one recipe we'll learn later. But like, yeah, he'd be like near the poverty line mm-hmm. and uh, like wouldn't be able to have anyone at his place because it would be disgusting. Yeah, I think, uh, I, listen, I, I, what, wouldn't that be me if like if in a different life, if I hadn't met my wife when I was when I was 19? Oh, yeah, that would be me. Um, wait till your kids are old enough to start saying that, because I used to say that to my mom all the time. Like if dad hadn't met you, he'd be like, well, you think they don't know that now? I mean, the baby well, probably doesn't know that now. <laughs> I don't know if they're old enough to express that. I think. Because they haven't gone out and seen men in the world. Oh, they've seen it. <laughs> I, the older ones have to know that, like, you know, I'm a rescue. Well, wait till they start saying <laughs> I'm a rescue. Neil M. says, when Jess is no longer the new girl, and when she is no longer the new girl, is the show... Oh, sorry. When is Jess no longer the new girl? Well, I guess we could track that every episode. We discussed I think this. at this I, point... I, my first prediction was the end of season one, but obviously we're willing to move it up or down. Well, I mean, after every episode, do you think she's still... I feel like this is the most this is like, the, genuinely yeah, comfortable she there, is. Right. There is no reference to her being new for the first time uh, in eight episodes here. So maybe she, now. She could go back. Let's, we'll see. She could revert. But like she's coming in and, and taking off her shirt in like the front of the house. That's pretty up there in terms of not being the new girl anymore. If you're doing that and the like, first day you live in the apartment, that's like, hey, we're like looking at the lease the next day and seeing if you could leave. 
you know. Um, and then Neil says, when she's no longer the new girl, is the show just called Girl? And when, and will the podcast become GOG, Girl Old Guy? Um, well, that <laughs> would be better so. for the Goggers nickname. That's People hate that. People rebelled against the Goggers. Who's rebelled against the Goggers? I just dropped and the Karab And Kirsten McInnes notably hated the Goggers. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, whatever. You know we, we say are who we are. Thing. Grow up. Grow up. Um, <laughs> no, let's, I think the Goggers is like so bad it's good as a nickname. Yeah, just like this podcast. No, this is so good, it's good. All right, well, let's listen to the people who have told us it's good. Mm -hmm. Thank you to the people last week and this week who left us five-star reviews, which honestly, we're shocked every time we get them. We love them. We appreciate them. If you want to, let us know how you feel about the show. You can go to... uh, You could search Old Guy on iTunes. We're number two now in Old Guy. Thankfully, we've moved up. Um, Or there's a link on anchor.fm slash newgirloldguy. Like, subscribe, give us five stars. Let us know that you're here. Uh, so thank you to Leah Moore, Kayla Hernandez, PT52, G Money in the Hizza, Lawyer Chick 00, RFM7846, Stacey Liana, L O L, you got me, L O L Emily. That made it seem like I can't read very well. It was spelled E L L E O H E L L E, Emily. Um, Caitlin587, K underscore Breezy underscore, Pat from OKC. Kenobi six one zero Emily zero nine eight seven six five MDJ one seven one Pelican Pablo Sierra Berkowitz Carla underscore J Katie's mom Piano Man Adam one Laura zero five 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 Sean MSY Rice Euro sign Pound sign Yen sign Eliminator uh, one six Canopy Capital Investor C. Mitch 7, Mel E. Kate, and Isaac 54. Um, Isaac's review is not a podcast for you, but it's a podcast for me. Love it. You're right, Isaac. It's not for them. It's for you. Um, it's for all of you who left us five-star reviews. We really, really appreciate it. 156 five-star reviews. No zero-star reviews. Amazing. Or no less. We're gonna, It's going to come, though, and I'm scared. I don't, I don't want Honestly, it to come. Honestly, Allie, I don't care. Who like let's? I care. I love the review. I That's the my review. favorite part I don't of care if one person gives us a one star though. You know, stop inviting them to do it, Keith. Pretend like you would care if they no, did okay, it. Okay, don't do it. It will make us both cry. <laughs> um. All right. So before we get to the game that I've been promising, oh, yeah. you, you got more time for this? You have some time? I, I have nothing. It's gonna be a long one. I took an accidental nap. I told you tonight, so I I got plenty of time. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not gonna edit anything. I don't think we're editing anything out this week. Post it right now, baby. Um, but okay. So episode nine, in case anyone wants to bounce out before the unrelated to new girl Akiva belated birthday game, where we will make fun of Akiva. Uh (laughs) Um, Episode nine is called the 23rd. It's not about Jordan. Wow, this is tough. The bells was the hardest one so far, and obviously I was way off. And it you can think if you think about how this is positioned within the rest. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. It's 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 the 23rd of December. Jingle bells, yes, jingle it's the 23rd. Bells. So this is a pre-Christmas episode. Um, I'm going to say they start doing Christmas decorations. They Maybe it's like, oh, it's L.A., so it's not going to be snowing. They're not going to be like trapped. Are they all going to be home for Christmas? Is no one going home? I'm going to say yes. They do. No, here's what's happening. They're all going home for Christmas, so they do a just 20, 23rd of December uh, Christmas in the apartment before leaving for the holidays. That's my guess. Okay. There you go. Glad you got there, mm-hmm. um, at least to knowing us about Christmas. Um, okay, so let's play the game. Mm-hmm. 
Can I tell you the quote from this show as you look up the game or whatever that I've been dropping? The only quote, really, I've been dropping um, a ton of in my real life. Should I be able to guess it? You should be able to. Give me a what's give me like a context that you'd use it. I'll I'll say who said it, and that should give it away of the five. Schmidt. Cece. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, my face is my job. Oh, so we say <laughs> that's that all hilarious the time. that you I'll say, say that. Like, uh, I'm doing a podcast tonight. My voice is my job. My voice is my job. Or we'll do like, <laughs> like my son is a slob. My son is a slob. Uh, like we'll, you know, we do we do a lot of different variations. Oh, that's cute. Them. Have your kids gotten? They'll say it. it. Yeah, they'll they'll insult me back and stuff. Yeah. Um. By the way, your uh, your daughter Ella listened to something that we did together and was not impressed with me. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, this goes back like two weeks, but yeah, when we played that online reality game sequester, uh, I was I was watching back some of the game and um, flash forward, you know, smash cut to Allie on the screen. I made a joke to seem incompetent and relatable to the people I was with. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you, I was wearing yes. overalls and I came back and I was like, just want to say something really important to the group. Um, my overall fell in the toilet. <laughs> and it was just like a funny, lighthearted. Yeah, th- mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. You laughed even you had already knew what I was going to say. Yeah, it was funny. Um, Ella did not get the humor. And then, uh, then two minutes later, someone burped and uh, looks like they have to throw up. And you're like, oh, that's so cute. And then was, I, I imagine the thought was like, who I don't is, remember saying that. Yeah. And then the thought was probably like, who is this barnyard animal? Oh, oh, Allie, is that the is that the uh, that you do a podcast with her? OK, <laughs> that's all she said. She thought it. I shouldn't say anything. I'm sure that it was just I'm like okay. reading her mind. Well, let's play this game and see, Akiva, if you know what you've said. Uh, because I went back into your tweets and this created kind of a funny moment where you tweeted something and I wrote to you like, don't ask how I know this, but you've tweeted this before. Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh, really? But it was only because I've gone so far into your tweets that I saw it yesterday, the day before and thought it was. A- anyway, I was wrong. Oh, yeah. You said um, I-, I tweeted something. You're like, that's so weird. You tweeted that once before. And then it ended up it ended up being yes the day before not in twenty fourteen. <laughs> I just looked at it. Okay. Um, but Akiva, you I, I pranked you again where I sent you a picture of Chester that you had posted on his birthday an embarrassing photo, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my god! And you were like, how'd you get this? And I was like, someone sent it to me, and you didn't question that. At I think all. I did, but and I think you, I knew no, you, you had something nefarious up. No, because then you also like sent the tweets. You were like, oh, yeah, I tweet photos like that. It's like, yeah, buddy, where do you think I got Uh, this? I got it. Yeah, I sent you some gold. There's some funny stuff. Now, so you had the you had the joy and privilege and honor of going through my my Twitter. Uh, I don't know what you were looking for, but I imagine it was an incredible experience. There's a lot of gold at the beginning. That uh, Honestly, I think you're well. So I only went to 2018. If this works. I will continue, but it was weird. It like cut off at 2018, so I don't know if Twitter just wouldn't let me load. But I could like search things. So yeah, I have to I, do... I, I'm very good at advanced Twitter search. If you need help, yeah. Well, okay. So I am going to start with the most recent, and I have, I have some pulled some funny tweets. You have good tweets, and I feel like you don't tweet just like your random thoughts that much anymore. Very You're doing a lot of plugging. Yeah, I, I, yeah. But... I should do more. I used to when I had no followers. I tweeted jokes. Now I have followers, <laughs> and I just, I just plug stuff. Plugs. So how's the follower count? Did you lose any after the birthday? Like people think I'm like obsessed with with followers. My only goal is to have more than you, which you would know. That's mean. That's so mean. It's a joke. It's a joke. I don't think it is a joke. I think that came from a very dark place. No, no. I said it. I said it once. (laughs) No, you said, are we going to get to am I going to get to five for you get to four? And I got you to four. Yeah. No, I was. I'll always have that on you, though. You know that I I know you like to tease me. 
So I was joking. Wait, hello. Um, I but I don't check how many likes the tweet <laughs> what just gets. Happened? Listen, I don't like check how many likes the tweet gets. I don't check how many followers I have. People think I'm like obsessed with, with, uh, with uh, social media. Okay, likes. Keith. Right. It's everybody thinks that. Yes. Baselessly. Everyone. Yes. Everyone who knows me thinks the same thing. It's probably <laughs> them that's wrong. Yep. Okay. So we're going to see, I've put in some blanks and we're going to see if you can remember what you've tweeted. You yourself have tweeted. Okay. There are no fake outs here. Mm-hmm. Uh, March 16th. And, and some I've put more blanks. If you're not sure, I can give you one of okay, the blanks sure. the hint. But And I'm going to say blank. There could be multiple words in the blank. I'm not going to tell you is, blank. Am blank. I, can I ask you a question? And please answer honestly. Of course. Am I a narcissist? I don't think so. Okay, fine. Because I feel like this is a game like, oh, a narcissist would love this. Like, wow. I'm like, well, I don't think you're going to love it because it's like making fun of you. Okay. No, I don't really, mind. I, the, I get made fun of all day long. That's not a big deal. The goal me. is that you won't know what you yourself tweeted. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think with the fourth kid and everything, I, my memory's getting much worse. If you, if you, um, yeah, part of our disagreement today, Keith well, was yeah, arguing with me think, about something he didn't even remember. Listen, I'm like, Keith, you, you don't saw remember me do this. the memory game in that thing. I couldn't <laughs> do, I, I was like a baby. I couldn't remember anything. All right, but if this goes over like the tool thing, I'll just cut the whole thing. Okay. So here we go. Making tr- uh, so on March sixteenth, you tweeted making my triumphant return after six a six year break from blank. Challenge me or whatever. Words with friends, right? Yep, you got it. Because I, w- I would have gotten this because I, I remember you telling me about that. You're very happy about. I this. will say. Well, I will say about twenty people challenged me. I was playing nonstop. It became like a job because you're always getting the ping. Like there's certain people. That are always like, well, just play back immediately. There's people that wait a week and there's people that play back immediately. And it just became too much. I did quit Words with Friends again. <laughs> I had to so, requit it. So timestamp, when did you quit? Uh, you know what? The beginning of quarantine, it's like it was like my thing. And then probably within two months. Well, yeah, March 16th, you tweeted this. By and June, I was October. done. I played okay. so much for two months. It felt like 10 years. But, you know, everything during quarantine was like a year. Each month was a year. So yeah, no, we if you had guessed, I would have things... said I played it for a full year. And now I'm hearing it was probably like five weeks that I actually played. Words <laughs> but nonstop. All right, on February 27th, now we're going back in time. Mm-hmm. You said, keep thinking about when Alex Chester... Uh, told me a few weeks ago that he tried blank for the first time and they were quote blank. Oh yeah. So it's a food stuff. I don't, I'm trying to think what <laughs> it was a, a wings. He had never eaten wings before. And he's like, wow, you know, what's good wings. <laughs> yeah. They were quote, actually pretty good. Actually pretty job. good. Yeah. Ooh, my wife made the best wings the other day, by the way. Uh, brag about it. Mm-hmm. All right. On December 26th, 2019. Oh. Now we're in a different time. The 26th. You wrote, for the past 50 years, ABC has aired the Ten Commandments annually during Passover. Mm-hmm. And buzz in when you think you know. Yeah, it's Uncut Gems. For- it's an Uncut Gems joke. i just seen it. Wow, and you knew what I blipped out. For the next 50 years, mm-hmm. they will air Uncut Gems in a loop yeah, for all eight days. I thought this was a bad take. Do you like Uncut Gems? I feel like it's not. <laughs> I've never seen it. Can you watch it maybe uh, this year on, on Christmas or something? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I'll get my friend Mike to watch with me. I feel like I need to watch that with someone or I won't pay attention. Uh, Yeah. Him and I, I say Mike because we were going to go see it in theaters and then the world dissolved. Yeah. Actually, it probably wasn't in theaters Did You, you didn't see that Robert Pattinson movie, Um, now I'm playing on the name that they made, which is also, it's hard to watch. You might really. I've only it. ever seen him in Twilight, so I, unless you're asking me about yes. one of the Have you ever seen Twilight? Twilight, Ellie? It's the, Twilight is basically Uncut Gems, but Jewish. <laughs> I have, I went to the theater dressed up for the Twilight movie. How about that? All right, let's just wrap up the episode now that I heard that. <laughs> what dressed up as who? Katniss Eber- Eberdeen? No, I had pale makeup with like I dressed as a you vampire. You pale makeup? Shirts, and I said shirts that said like <laughs> that Mrs. Cullen missing. or whatever that bullshit. It's so embarrassing. A yeah, that was good. Good time was the name of the film with Robert Pattinson. It's very good. You should you should watch that while you're preparing to watch. I watch Uncut Gems. Okay, good time is good too. Yeah. 
Okay. May 1st, 2019. True life. I have not owned a pair of blank with blank in a decade. Shoes with shoelaces. Okay. Shoes with laces. Everyone knows that. I have, I have not blank since 2009. Tied my shoes. I have not tied my shoes since 2009. So now, was that the origin of the Renap uh, I think story maybe. about that? I think that's... I feel like that was a confession you wish you'd never made. What, what's the month that I tweeted that? May 1st, 2019. Yeah, I think that's when it comes up, probably. Because then the sleepover <laughs> podcast is like eight weeks later. and, and Yeah, what a shame. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have tweeted All that. right, this I loved. This killed me. April 5th, 2019. Do you think this is hitting or no? I'm this? loving it. I have no idea if the okay. listeners will care. <laughs> well, that's fine. We, we talked about New Girl, so you're free to go. Yes. We've done, we did our part, and now we're going to just shoot the shit over here. Because we, we kept it very straight yes. on the uh, This was podcast. the least bantery episode. Well, I knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm just out here living my life blank to blank. Royal Rumble to Royal Rumble. <laughs> nope. No? Was that a real guess? Yeah, I, I think I've tweeted that exact thing. It was not this. What's the answer? It's so not you. <laughs> what is it? But it does not jive with Akiva five minutes ago telling me he doesn't care about followers. Does that help you? Tell me what it, tell me what it says. I'm just out here living my life follow Friday to follow Friday. Oh, that's a funny joke. It's funny, but there's a I'll little I'll tell you why. I'll tell joke. you why. Because I would always tease. Uh, whatever. I don't have to get into it. I don't have to. Uh, go ahead. Can no, I I'm, I'm, I don't oh. know. Because Follow Friday was <laughs> like. loud. Follow Friday was like was over like seven years before that. So it was just a funny joke. No, I, I think it's. I said I love this one. I think it's funny. But I believe I have tweeted. I live my life Royal Rumble to Royal Rumble, which isn't really true. But it's a funny. It's like a, something. <laughs> well, neither is this. Right. It's also funny because it's like Shabbat, so it's just like a very funny. Yeah, no, Follow thing. Friday is anti-Semitic. I agree. Nobody. <laughs> I didn't We're say that. I didn't no, s- I'm joking. It's not true. <laughs> you know, sometimes you say things under your breath that don't come across to me, but I hear them when I edit, and it's very funny. So, like, I don't think I told you this, but when I was not wanting to say the senator I worked for, mm-hmm. you said under your breath, "Is it a Republican?" Yeah. And I didn't hear that type of thing. So I put in the edit. I put myself saying no, oh, that's <laughs> and, funny. like I dropped it yeah, in. You gotta put. So it's not. I I I do that a lot with Chester because he doesn't listen to what I say sometimes. Like. I've done it with Rob. People loved it on the Seinfeld podcast, but I, I don't do it as much as I as I. Uh, it's not that it. I don't listen; it truly doesn't come across in my audience. No, I know. Like I understand. No, I, I sneak it in on purpose when the when the other when my host isn't listening. But yeah, it's that's my funny. specialty. But I, I don't do it as much anymore. All right. Um, so on March twenty eighth, twenty nineteen, you said, "I'm absolutely certain no one will distract me during this Mets opener because blank, ten out of ten would recommend for big games." My fa- this is quite a few words. Do you remember what happened? I think my family. Oh, I got locked in a room. <laughs> I got locked in. I'm so good at my own Twitter. I got locked in a in in my office, and my son like threw the key in the garbage can or something like that. I am absolutely certain no one will distract me during this Mets opener because the door to my home office broke and I am locked in here possibly forever. Oh, yeah. 10 out of 10 would recommend for big games. Yeah, that was funny. And I'm sure the Mets won because the Mets always win on opening day. <laughs> on February 10th, 2019, you said the worst part of breaking your foot is realizing you aren't coordinated enough to blank. Oh, well, I use crutches. I never figured out how to use the crutches. When Got I broke it. My foot. Wow, you're really killing this. I, know. I think I have to really I, I go back. I would demolish in Akiva Trivia. My uh, August 23rd, 2018, going back uh, quite a bit of time here, mm-hmm. my wife blank, and I didn't even notice until she pointed it out to me days later. Oh, I tweeted she this again recently. 
She wasn't mad though because it's the third time this has happened. It, this is this from 2019. This is 2018. Oh, you know what's funny? I did that same tweet again, and I think I wrote the third time. I I tweeted this recently. Yeah, she's when she cuts her hair, I don't notice. Do you remember how much? I'd like like enough to give to like locks of love, like enough to how much? Ten, twelve inches, probably you need. Right in the middle. My wife cut 11 inches off her hair, mm-hmm. and I didn't even notice until she pointed it out to I me. I don't notice. Later. She'll cut her hair, and then she'll, you know, obviously my daughter will know, and then they'll, like, sort of giggle for, you know, around me. But that sometimes I don't realize for, like, weeks, and then she'll mention it. And sometimes she'll be like, you notice anything different? And I'll be like, oh, is that a new shirt? And uh, and I'll walk away. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not very – I don't notice stuff like that. I'm face blind, but I'm also, like – Clothing blind, hair blind. I don't know. I, I'm not very perceptive. I think with that's appearance. you just don't pay attention and you're using that as an excuse. When did you last tweet this? Because like I'm, I'm at your birthday looking and I don't see this tweet. Um, I believe I, I've, I've tweeted that like every time she does it, I think I tweet it. All right. So this was a great tweet from you, I thought. Um, I only have two left. I actually don't have the date. Oh, yeah. July 2nd, 2018. You had written, you, you wrote, my kid's athletic ability ranked, and I only pulled the first one, which is about Adira. Mm-hmm. Daughter, nine. Number one, probably the best local gymnast in her age bracket. Mm-hmm. Negatives, sore loser, recently tried to get a teacher fired for blank. Uh, I believe she took her picture while she was, it, like, doing <laughs> jump rope, and she needed, like, five more jump ropes to win the school jump rope contest of, you know, 500 kids. Wow. <laughs> and she um and she and that's good this is over two years ago yeah and she uh, so yeah so she tried to get the teacher fired for um for taking her picture <laughs> and and intentionally messing her up uh yeah you said causing her to lose a school-wide jump rope contest by taking her picture quote too close yeah and then january 17th and this plays to something we never talked about so it's it's all full circle january 17th 2018 my two cents as opposed to what else would your tweet be? My two cents. It should be mandatory for every verified person to put their blank in their Twitter bio. Net worth. <laughs> I did not. Some You nailed All right. I, if people like this, uh, you know, maybe in another 20 episodes, mm-hmm. I'll go back yeah. deeper. And, and if people really like it, I will do it for you once. Oh, God. But my opinions are so good. Like everything I said was like that was a biblical truth. Verified you should people, do it for me. Verified people should have their net worth, but like above a certain, not like journalists who like don't have, but like celebrities <laughs> should have to have their net worth in their bio. I, I definitely agree. You should do it for me because I think I would fail because I tweet just like whatever, and I don't, and I have way more tweets than you. I have like fifteen thousand tweets. I look at that and I'm like, who the hell did I think I was? Mm-hmm. Did I tell you the tweet that made me quit Twitter? The first, I started Twitter earlier mm-hmm. um, than it reflects by a few years because I had to get it for a college. I, I joined in like oh nine or oh nine and had no use for it, quit, and then joined again in 2011 because Max Dawson required it for his class. Anyway, um, I do you know the tweet that I tweeted that just made me decide to – God, I don't even remember it anymore. But I, I tweeted really late at night watching TV, and I woke up, saw it, and was like, I have no need for Twitter. I'm deleting no, this. What, and I wish I never it? started tell again. Me. I think it was like Shallow Hal is an underrated movie. Oh my god! Something about Shallow Hal. And did people start like tweeting, "Delete your account" at you? And then you I did? had like two followers. I d- said, "Delete my account to myself." I have fifteen point two thousand tweets. That's insane. Uh, but most of them are like replies to friends, like smiley emojis. You know what I mean? 
I don't know. I will. Um, you should do it for me because I'll lose, but then I'll edit it. I will do it. It maybe won't be on the podcast, but if, if people didn't like this, I'll do it. Uh, Why not? I mean, I'm not. I hope if you find anything that could get me canceled. Give no, me no, I'm not going to get you canceled. Um, but yeah, those were those were some good opinions by me. Um, uh, by the way, I, I joined Twitter because when I was a high school teacher, I had like a, a student who was like a tech nerd. He's like, Mr. Wienerker, you'd love it. Join it. And I joined. Um, and I missed at getting at Kiev instead of Kiev 26 by like a couple days in hindsight. And also, like, it's funny how long ago it was that student who was like one of the big early people on Twitter. Like there was probably very like six, very few 16 year old kids on Twitter. It was really, really early. I, I, I checked once. He has not tweeted in like 11 years. <laughs> Okay, I have two more that I nixed for not being funny enough, but I'm really determined to try to stump you on one. Okay. So I'm going to ask you. Oh, yeah, I nailed it. March 12th, mm-hmm. 2019. Am I proud that I watched Blank's kid's YouTube video? No. Did I figure out that her college roommate is Blank? Yes. Um, her college roommate is Joe, was Joe Buck's daughter. This is, um, this is the Full House actress's, uh, what's it called? When she got canceled. <laughs> the USC. Yeah. Do you remember what you called her? Um... I, you did not give her name. Aunt Becky's daughter. Yes, yeah. yes. Aunt Becky's kids YouTube yeah. video. Joe Bucks. Wow, Joe Bucks good job. Okay. Her, that was a little creepy of me. I shouldn't have I shouldn't have done that much research. <laughs> Every Wednesday throughout high school, our whole class would just would order Lock Chinese tove, food yeah. for lunch. Mm-hmm. Except for one kid who never paid and just moved her leftovers. Yes. Anyway, fast forward to today, he's now begging for his Facebook friends to share blank with him. Okay, so this guy you know, it's I I was friends with him, but it's very annoying. I I, I went to a wedding with this guy once, um, like the last of our friends to get married, and I was talking about sports with one of our friends. He was like, "Oh, you haven't grown at all. You haven't changed at all. Like you're still just talking about the Jets." I was like, and I didn't say anything. I just like, okay, smile, nodded. Because I was thinking, like, wait, I work on the number one show on television. I have a wife. I have two kids, and you like sleep on people's couches, couches in Argentina. Why are you telling me that like I haven't grown at all? Um, but uh, so. What was he asking for? He was asking for, like, I see now. I think you stumped me. It's a common thing you'd get criticized for asking to mooch off of on Facebook. Like, it's a common thing people try to mooch off each other. Um, I don't remember. I, I like. I thought he because he's always like he was always posting like, uh, "Hey, I'm going to like this in this country. I want to do couch surfing." It is their Netflix password. Netflix password. That's amazing. That's incredible. <laughs> Oh, you really enjoy your own tweet? No, I'm enjoying right. that that guy like went after me, and and who's winning? Who's winning the war? Babe? I mean, if he has any sort of job at all, maybe him right now. But I did have a good run for a while. All right. Well, that's. I think that's it. You know, an hour and forty five minutes in. Yeah. Uh, we had fun. That was great. I had a good time. Are we in a better place than we were earlier today? Well, I come in professionally, baby. I don't bring it in. Okay, but now that we're leaving, am I in trouble again? I'm always a little bit mad at you. Always? <laughs> I'm not I'm not mad at you. Okay. I'm not mad. I just don't know why Renap causes me so much headache. You shouldn't care. You shouldn't like it has it shouldn't care. I shouldn't it. care, but Akiva, no one should care about anything. That is true. And yet 100%. here we are. I care about think about the stupid thing that just got me worked up. It's like I'm not even Facebook <laughs> friends with that guy. I went to his page to see that. Right. So that's what I'm saying is like, who, you know, saying someone shouldn't care. I know I shouldn't mm-hmm. care. That's part of my own frustration. Sure, that's fine. About it. As long as we can admit that, like to ourselves that. Oh, I'm I I have been we had a roast in my sorority always had a roast. Mm-hmm. I was unsurprisingly the roast master two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you roast the seniors. And we were like, I think I just said this, like we were sitting around my uh, college apartment as senior year and we were like, oh, what do you think they're going to say about us? And my friends were all unanimously like, um, well, one of them was like, Allie, she's like really funny, but like mostly she's just mean. That was one. Mm -hmm. And the other was, um, obviously these are not esteemed roasters Mm -hmm. like myself. Yeah. And, uh, the other one was like, I'm really self, I think this was my own roast and this isn't funny. It's just true. It's like, I'm extremely self-aware, but I do nothing to change the behavior. (laughs) So I'm aware that I shouldn't care. And I'm aware that I shouldn't badger this orthodox dad Mm -hmm. on Twitter Mm -hmm. about like something he's done that upset me, but I don't change the behavior. Mm -hmm. Uh, no, you're not badgering me, but uh, yeah. Listen, at least not, at least neither of us have grown since. Uh, since <laughs> yeah, uh. and we have no. I I hope this stands for no growth, only games, gunslingers. Only gunslingers. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, the this is no hugging, no learning. Oh, absolutely, NGOG. absolutely. Um, what else? All right, I'm leaving at um. So you can follow Keeve. At Keeve26. Mm-hmm. I like that I do your plugs, by the way. Is that okay? Yeah. Let me know if you have You're something new to plug. In, until the guests are coming, in which case they're the host. But they're not really. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's very funny to me that I plug your podcast. So uh, you can listen to the 102nd episode of Renap. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend that you do. Actually, I would because do- the great Dr. Amanda Rabinitz is on. Dram. So you can listen to that mm-hmm. one. Um. While she, I like that uh, you did message me. You're like, well, you know, because you're right now down on my other podcast and you don't listen, which is fine. And um, you're like, but listen, I, I love her. Like, you know, she's great. So I'm going to listen. It's like, well, there's someone else who's on every week that you. That, 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 that's like. <laughs> yeah, but you participate. But and there was no greater lash defender than the great Dr. Amanda Rabinowitz, which I would listen regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know. Can't say the same. What's your opinion on the Renat Bot, the the robot that my other podcast? I wish the Renat Bot would keep my name out of her. Well, we can we can actually. Chester did block the Renat Bot. Like you can block it. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, because okay, it it tweets too much for him. He he got very frustrated. He actually blocked (laughs) it. Oh, that's hysterical. Anyway, no one knows what we're talking about, but you can check out the 102nd episode of Renat with the great Dr. Amanda Rabinowitz solving mysteries, Mm -hmm. need needing a verdict. Something like that. Something like that. And then uh, like um, the 400 zillionth episode of 32 fans, which I, I... That's my favorite. You're stepping on my favorite plug. You can plug Renap. I want to plug 32. But I just want to complain that we spent 10 years with the same podcast feed because I had that podcast for like a year or two many years ago. And then we re, we brought it back to... Welcome to Anchor, baby. Yeah, in 2015. And I feel like we've only brought like a third of our listeners because our feed just died for, you know, even though we never stopped podcasting and we didn't lose patrons, but we lost... Um, we definitely lost some listeners in the, in like, there's a lot of people who just, Hey, how come you haven't done a podcast since August when we've done dozens? So it's frustrating. Well, hopefully the goggers are following you over Mm -hmm. to my favorite podcast, 32 fans. Mm. Um, and my, my real favorite podcast is the 32 fans patron podcast. I have to say I'm not a patron, Mm -hmm. but I imagine it's great. It's my favorite network to do podcasts on. Um, and I hope one day to get NGOG to be a patron only, a 32 fans patron 32 only. 32 fans patron only. Um, so you want to you wanna further enrich Chester. That's your goal. I just, I just want to reward the audience. Okay. And um, yes, you were on the- I love the audience. You were on the uh, last one talking about Seinfeld with Jared Jerome and Alex Chester. But this week we're doing- My two best Orthodox male friends oh, who are Nikki. Okay. Um, we're doing <laughs> um, Survivor, uh, Survivor season rankings with Mike Bloom. We did- uh, 
we we barely got anywhere. We it was fun, but like we we thought we would finish them, and we're we're all very verbose. And you get Mike started on a season, you wind them up, and and it's how far did you get? Can you spoil it? Um, we it's a bracket, so it started at like the round of forty, and we did not finish the first the left side of the bracket, even like getting to like the round of sixteen. Okay, well, you could check out the 15-part uh, episode where mm-hmm. Mike Bloom, Akiva, and the great Chester rank the ep- uh, seasons of Survivor. Um, and I think Kiva and I are going to be streaming on Puya's Twitch next weekend. Yes, but on Maybe Sunday. we shouldn't plug it unless we're going to do it. No, I'm, I mean, I'm planning on doing it. I mean, anything yeah, we're, can we're both we, we both have every um, intention to be doing Among that Us with some special, big-time special guests coming also. Yeah, us. I already mentioned that. Yeah. Oh, got it. All right. <laughs> I didn't say Jordan Kalish, but sure. All right, uh, that's it. I mean, look, we gave. I feel like we gave like four, you know, an extra twenty minutes of just bullshit. Yeah, this is free until we start the Patreon. <laughs> It'll always be free. Okay. Ex- until it's behind the thirty-two pants Patreon okay. wall. But if you've, you know, oh, here's the other thing. Like, if you like this podcast, if you like it enough to be hundred and fifty-one minutes in mm-hmm. and have survived me and Kiev just bantering, mm-hmm. tell a friend. Yeah, absolutely. Share, share the love because I feel like we've maxed out our audiences. So mm-hmm. spread the love. They only have, you know. Fewer than what, uh, 16, 16 episodes left to get in before, yes, before we, we close, close the doors door. together. Yeah, and if entirely. you tell a friend and then they tell a friend and then they tell a friend. Um, well, really, we like we want to keep some exclusive. That's true, but at a certain like, point, we would have like ads. You know, we want to monetize this, no, baby. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't, <laughs> Akiva. No, we just want anybody who would tolerate us mm-hmm. to have access to us. That's it. Uh, On that note. I, I don't I don't host a show normally, so I don't know how to end mm-hmm. it. Keeve, I will talk to you next week. Speak to you next week. Bye. My pet and my dog, my pet and my dog. My-